0: This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, Ridiculously Self-Indulgent, bonus episode, 18
1: Centimeter. On this spoilerific bonus episode, we review the June 8th show in Las Vegas, Nevada, at the Venetian Theater on Weird Al's 2022, The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour.
0: It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch
1: Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Owl. It's
0: Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch
1: Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Owl.
0: It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast.
1: You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are.
0: Dave
1: and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. We're in Vegas, baby! Viva Las Vegas! We are in Las Vegas. Now you're probably wondering if you listened to the last episode you were probably expecting to hear that we were doing a Dave-only show in Denver. But unfortunately, something came up at the last minute and I cannot attend those concerts. So we jump right ahead to Viva Las Vegas. And Dave, I was so sad that you
0: weren't gonna be bringing me along to those shows, that I just um, I canceled your plane ticket. So <laughs> that was you. I, that was me. I, I apologize. Um, I was blaming Frank. It is Frank's fault though. Oh. Okay. Um. Uh. I told him not to do it. I told him to not 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 do it. And oh, Okay. He must have misunderstood <laughs> that, misinterpreted. But um, luckily, you made it to Vegas. I've We're been in Vegas for a couple days. You just came in last night, and we just saw the first show of the three-show residency.
1: Yeah. So did you want to talk a little bit about uh, something that happened in Nashville before you uh, before we get into Vegas?
0: Yeah, I just wanted to update, because um, I did a couple Weird Al-related things. So you you and Jackie departed um, on the Monday, right after the, the Ryman Auditorium show in yeah. Nashville. And Kate and I stuck around for a few more days. And uh, the one thing that I really wanted to do that— um, I'm sure, I don't, I don't know if I talked to, I must've talked about it on the podcast, but I've always wanted to go to the third man records yeah, and yeah, yeah. go to that vinyl recording booth that Al and the band went and did uh, Yoda chant in right.
1: the Jack White.
0: Place. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The Jack yeah. White place. So I'm happy to report. I went there. Oh, cool. And, um, it would have been great to have you there with me. Um, but uh, I had a, a suitable replacement. Kate was there with me. Nice, and um, so I recorded not one but two, really, uh, vinyls. Wow! So you get, you know, it's twenty bucks, and you go in this like little booth. It's like a little photo booth, uh, kind of thing, and you know, the the person like sets it up. They put the blank, um, vinyl in. It's, it's it was actually like a clear. It looked like clear uh plastic like a little vinyl but it just was completely you know blank and uh see-through and they put it in they do some stuff and they push record and you know you you have like a countdown timer and then it just goes and it's it's recording you have two minutes and 20 seconds or something um so the plan was for us for kate and i to record the dave and ethan's 2000 podcast theme song Yeah. And um, so, but we have two minutes and 20 seconds. So we did it. We went through the song, and Kate messed up one of her three lines. Oh. So we went through again. (laughs) Well, good thing you had two
1: minutes and 20 seconds. For like a 24-second song or whatever it is. Um,
0: So we recorded the theme song twice. Then um, I sang Harvey, the Wonder Hamster. Yep. And then I ended the recording singing... Uh, the first verse of a an Ethan Christian and the Eligible Spatulers song. Oh, okay. Oh, so, is so this is the
1: first time Ethan Christian and the Eligible Eligible is on vinyl. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah.
0: Awesome. Um, so then, um, I had a really fun idea, and I was like, I got to do another one. Um, so my idea was, can I do <laughs> the entirety of Albuquerque <laughs> in two minutes and twenty seconds if I'm reading the lyrics and just like going really fast so i was like i figured i wouldn't get through all of it but um i wanted to try so (laughs) that's
1: ambitious because that's like a 14 minute song or something yeah it's 11
0: minute song but but i mean you know there's he's not saying it super fast so and uh so i went in and i just looked at the lyrics and um went as fast as i could go and um i got like to the end of the donut part which is oh. like more than halfway through the yeah, song, so I got pretty far.
1: That's further than I thought you were <laughs> gonna get. Wow!
0: <laughs> so, like, for for the parts where it's like the trade table up, like I didn't say that three times. I just said the you know that once, and then I moved on. Okay. So I just wanted to see how far I could get, you know. Um, but my uh, my friend Christian from Ethan Christian Eligible Spectulars, uh, he's gonna work on getting those converted. To uh, digital files so we can play them on the podcast oh, at p- cool. some point so oh, cool. uh, just wanted to tell that story because it's really fun um, I think we also mentioned that we thought there may be prints of that really cool thing at the Ryman where it has all the different um, artist names right, right. so I did go back there to check to uh, you know I know you were interested Jared was interested I know Bermuda was interested they did not have that, oh, and I asked the lady, "Is this something you ever had?" She's like, "Nope." So the guy oh, who told us that was mistaken, unfortunately.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, okay. well unfortunate. that would be, would be a really cool print? That'd be make a cool T shirt. Cool. Oh yeah. Cool, oh man, I would cool, love uh, that. Tote I would bagger. love that. It's just amazing. Yeah. So well, there's an idea for your rhyme in auditorium. We and we know you're listening. <laughs> rhyme in auditorium. You want to hear all about our adventures in Viva Las
0: Vegas. Uh, so we had, a, a, I guess, a, a almost you know, a week and a half um, off of seeing Weird Al. Did, mm-hmm. did you have anything to report in your <laughs> week and a
1: half of not seeing Weird Al? Well, I did not see Weird Al for a week and a half. Oh, that? wow. Very
0: interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I flew out to Vegas on Saturday, and I've kind of just been uh, hanging around. I'm still working uh, during the week. Ooh. Some people, some people ask me like, "How do you go to thirty six shows?" It's like, I don't have thirty six vacation days. I still have to work, <laughs> so you know, it's it's all compromises. So I've been working during the day. Um, he's been
1: he's been flying back to the office. Oh yeah, it's, it's a huge pain in the butt then, then he's flying back out to Vegas just for the show Turn right around, record the episode And flying back Yeah, With, and,
0: with yeah, the travel crazy. time, I get 15 minutes in the office But yeah. I just, like Al- Albuquerque I just cram it in really quick <laughs> just See how far I can get See how far you can get, <laughs> turn around um, I don't know how much we want to talk about what We I, can, I can't even remember what we have
1: done <laughs> <laughs> This whole week's been a blur for me well, there was, uh, well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's Vegas. We, it, it should be a blur. Yes. Uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, except for what we're telling you on this podcast.
0: <laughs> well, technically, we're saying this in Vegas, so if anyone listens to it outside of Vegas, that's on them.
1: <laughs>
0: you have to actually fly to <laughs> Vegas to
1: listen to this episode. You'll Pause be, it right now if you, <laughs> you haven't. You'll, you'll be on the uh, airplane with uh, Ethan flying back to his office every day. Uh, but we did do something fun today, which I think we can talk about on the podcast. Absolutely. We got to see the incredible comedy mu- magician, Mac King. Yes, Mac oh, King. He does a daytime show here in Las Vegas.
0: And I actually, uh, so in my real job (laughs) because the podcast is not a job unfortunately um yeah we, we actually um we have worked with mac king my uh my boss is friends with mac so uh he's able to hook us up with tickets and um i had an awesome time i know you've seen him before this is my first time seeing him in person and i thought he was incredible yeah. So funny.
1: Yeah, he he puts on an incredible show. Definitely a, a great, you know, if anyone's coming out to Las Vegas, I mean, there, there's shows that I tell people they have to see. You know, Penn and Teller's one of them. Unfortunately, Penn and Teller aren't here this week. Yeah, they're off this them. week. Yeah. Uh, Piff the Magic Dragon's another one I tell people they have to see. I don't think we're gonna have time to see him this week. Uh, and Mac King. And Mac King you really have no excuse not to see because Mac King does a daytime show. It's like yeah. three o'clock in the afternoon. So you have nothing else scheduled. And sometimes
0: he does uh, one and three, so yeah. it's it's just like you know, you can catch that, you can go have dinner, and then you can see you know Chris Angel or whoever you're going to see <laughs> oh. at night. Uh, so Ken um, and Teller. <laughs> yeah, you can see see both. Um,
1: yeah. So so uh, and Mac. Uh, this is the, this is the second time I've seen Mac King. Uh, the first time he was he was at Harrah's and he's no longer there. He's now at Excalibur. So this is the first time I've seen him in this this his new uh, home.
0: Well, he was in the the uh, <laughs> Thunder from Down Under <laughs> right. uh, auditorium or whatever. And uh, it's so funny because we sit down, and that
1: is the uh, the Australian uh, gentlemen that don't wear t shirts. Yeah, it's the like naked guys dancing show. Um, and we we sit
0: down. what did you say to me, Dave? It was really funny because
1: oh, I so <laughs> so we sit down at the table, and it's a really long thin table. And uh, there's a little there's a little place where it says put your drinks here, like a little gutter a little on the gutter side. On the side, yeah. and then and then there's just. Uh, and there's a step to step up onto the table, and I said, "I don't think Mac will be dancing on the table at this show." <laughs> and unfortunately, spoiler alert, he did not dance on the table. Yeah, well, maybe you'll get lucky if you go see Mac King at <laughs> yes, a future show. Yes, yes, that's but true. It's definitely, definitely, we had a lot of fun. Uh, we got to to see, and and Mac King's a lot. He does, uh, and Penn and Teller do this too when, when they're when they're allowed to, and. Uh, Piff does this too. Uh, at the end of the show, Mac will hang around and he will, you know, sign autographs and uh, take pictures and stuff. So we got to, to chat with Matt Mac afterwards. Yeah, it
0: was really and, fun uh,
1: getting to meet him and uh, get yeah, just just chatting with him and and uh, you know, tell him how much we enjoyed the show and and everything. And it was really, really cool. And,
0: and it's I... it's a, also
1: it's it's like completely family friendly. So oh yeah yeah yeah, um, <laughs> yeah there were yeah there were kids that. In the show and, and up on stage with Mac. And, and,
0: yeah. and like anything family-friendly that's good, there's stuff that the kids aren't going to get that you're going to enjoy too. Oh. <laughs> there's a lot of that. Ma- <laughs> Mac's, been do- Mac's been doing this for a long time, and, and
1: he, knows, he knows what to do and what to say. And his, his tricks are incredible, and he's funny. And, and he's he's very good at improvising too because, like, uh, you know, uh, because there are kids in the audience, sometimes they say, Sometimes they say, you know, uh, they just blurt out what they're talking, what they're what they're thinking, and Mac is able to, you know, improvise and respond to that. Yeah, he's he's so. really quick. He's really um, something doesn't go, you know, on script. You know, he easily goes off. It's he's a good show anyway. Definitely check out Mac. And also King. check
0: out Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Mac King podcast, coming soon, <laughs> to uh, <laughs> uh,
1: iTunes or whatever near you, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, yeah, so after Mac, we uh, we hopped on the uh, Deuce bus and, and uh, to head down towards the Venetian. The Deuce is the bus that runs up and down the strip here in Las Vegas. <laughs> it was funny. We got a free ride today because uh, we were playing... <laughs> We're, the, the ticket machine was broken, and I went on the bus and I told the woman the ticket machine's broken, so we can't buy tickets outside. And then there's a ha- hassle, and we ended up just she's like, just go on. Just yeah, we were like free.
0: we're trying to pay her. Like, can we just
1: buy a ticket on the bus? But yeah, she's just like she's like, no, just just go buy a ticket to next stop or something next next time. And we're like, okay, so All right. we got a free ride on the deuce bus. Don't not recommended uh, to try to do that without. But The woman, yeah, we weren't
0: trying to, we were trying
1: to do that. We're trying to do that, we're trying to pay, but we just couldn't. So that was that was pretty cool. It's nice to that's a nice bus. If anyone to go, I know a lot about Las Vegas, I spent a lot of time here. That's a really good deal, uh, you know, to take the deuce bus up and down the strip. It goes all the way down to Fremont Street, or all the way up to Fremont Street, I guess, uh, and all the way down to the Las Vegas sign and beyond. So definitely check that out. Um so, so yeah, so uh we hopped we we hopped in we went we uh did a little casino hopping uh when we got down there uh
0: yeah, I haven't spent a whole lot of time in Vegas <sighs> and I Dave, I know you've uh, been, been here many more times than I have. So you're showing me shortcuts and places to go. And we went to look at flamingos, but they weren't there. <laughs> uh, and we, uh, yeah, we went to the smallest casino yeah. in oh, Vegas. <laughs> and, uh, had, uh, we ate at some pizza place, which was great. Yep. Yeah.
1: And then, um, we eventually found ourselves at the Venetian. Yeah, we were wandering around. We made our way back down to the Venetian. Uh, basically went in and uh, headed right over because once we we went to go find the theater and once we found the theater like the line to get in was just was outside like it was a huge line it was wrapped all the way around yeah. and it was we we're like oh we're going to get in on time and uh I don't know what ha- I I don't know how long we waited in line but it was quite a while and then it all of a sudden yeah. it moved really fast and we got in <laughs> yeah it was
0: it was weird how it was like super slow and then it just all of a sudden like sped up and we got in and um i I, the first thing we have to talk about uh that we always talk about but this is like exceptionally different than any show i've ever seen for weird al yeah um the merchandise setup was completely like like you've never seen it before usually you go to a show and there's a merch booth. Well, this was like a merch shop. Yeah, they had uh, all the t-shirts on hangers, so you could like kind of you know run your grubby fingers on all the different shirts and stuff. Um, they had just like the keychains out like in a bucket, and they had signs and and all sorts of stuff. So it was
1: um, it was very interesting. Um, I'll tell you what the the setup was was a really cool setup. It looked cool, but it just really was. It wasn't... Uh, it was good in theory. In theory, it wasn't terribly practical because um, it was kind of like it was... So it was,
0: how, how I'd explain it is some things were like serve yourself. Right. But some things were just display only, and you're supposed to go up to the register and say, hey, I want this item. But it wasn't clear which was which. So people were taking the displays, and then like you didn't know what, what they were selling. I mean, obviously, we knew... But then we're looking at the um, the list because they have, like, this sheet up there. And it's got, you know, the normal things, the normal prices. But then we see on the list, I think the first thing that um, confused me was the watch.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> on the, so the list, there was, was the first time I've seen something like this, there's a list of all the possible choices and the prices associated with it. And... Uh, there, there is, on the very bottom of the list, there is, it says, watch, $50. So I was like, I've never known that there was a watch on this tour. Right. And uh, there was no watches out anywhere. So it, my immediate thought was, I bet this is the VIP watch that they gave out uh, on the last, you know. Right, right. The, the last tour. Uh,
0: uh, was that the Vanity Tour or was that
1: uh, Strings Attached? Oh, that was that, Vanity Tour. That was Vanity Tour, yeah. And, and How that, that <laughs> soon we forget. <laughs> I bet that's those VIP watches and uh, and um, but I don't know for a fact, so we we'll need right. to find out what this watch is.
0: Well, so then the other thing uh, on the list that we weren't sure, it just said face mug, <laughs> face mug <laughs> for that would be twenty dollars for a face mug. And we looked around, we didn't see a face mug, but like we were saying, people were taking the displays and and. Um, getting those rung and, up. So it was my, like, we're like, are they here? Do my they thought was, out?
1: I know that they have on the VIPs and they don't have them out yet. I don't think they have they have them available. They've given it, but they have a mug that looks like Weird Al's face on the, as a part of the VIP package. See, because... That was my
0: first thought. I was, thought that was exclusive. So I assumed that it would just be like some new mug because um, the, the other thing that we haven't mentioned yet is since we saw... Al in Nashville, they added a new merchandise item, which is the coffee tin. Um, Yeah, apparently
1: they added that in Denver.
0: Yeah, so we just missed it. So we just yeah. Um, And it's this uh, the exact same artwork that you see on the actual coffee bags, but it's just a a metal tin that
1: you can store coffee or. Anything else you want in it? But but what's interesting here is that it, it didn't list the tin separately. It listed a coffee slash tin combo, which was thirty dollars. Uh, yeah, and the reports and there was no that we way had to heard... get and there's no way to there was also there was no tin listed separately and there was no coffee listed separately. So it looked like according to the list you had to buy both the coffee and the tin together.
0: Yeah, and obviously we we wanted the tin, so. <laughs> We tried to buy them separately, and they said you had to get both. Yeah. Um, uh, I did um, chat with Marnie briefly, and I think that's just something weird about Vegas. I think uh, the other shows, you'll be able to buy them separately again.
1: Yeah. And everything else on the list was uh, the same price that you were used to and stuff that's been there before. Um, So we did. We asked about the face mug,
0: and they said, oh, they didn't bring them. They're not here. Um, So we're like, okay. Okay. Um, and then I did ask Marnie about that and she said that those are the ones from the VIP. So the, the, if you have VIP and you've done it or you are doing it, you're getting a face mug as part of that, yeah. um, as well as coffee. And then I asked to see the watch and as we predicted, we're the same exact watches. Yeah, the,
1: the two, there were two versions of the watches uh, that were available on that. Yeah, it was tour. like Polka Party or Dare, Dare to be, be stupid. stupid. Yeah. And, and they were what $50? They were fifty dollars? They Fifty dollars, according to this merch, according to this sheet. So yeah, you could have bought a watch there if you needed a watch. Um, Which I mean, fifty is is a decent price. I've seen them go for around there or more on eBay. So yeah, it's brand new in the box. I mean, it's yeah. It's, it's, if, you, if you need a watch or want to watch, it, you know, it's this. If you, it is that watch. If you're familiar with that watch, they definitely were those watches. Yeah. So I mean, uh, unfortunately, no
0: um, chemo or Steve CDs, despite the. You know all the different stuff, um, but
1: uh, yeah, it was really weird too. Uh, the the other thing that was inconvenient about this was that the uh, the the two cashiers were off to the side, and so you, once you checked out, you then had to like kind of crawl over all the other people waiting in line to get out. Oh yeah, it was the, it, it was just, set up was really weird. it was it was kind it was, of poorly it was a good idea, but not greatly
0: executed. <laughs> yeah, uh, it must be some special thing this venue does. I mean, if it wasn't like mobbed and crowded and COVID and everything like that, it would have been a lot nicer, but it just in, in practice just wasn't
1: ideal. Yeah. So I, I picked up, I wanted another water bottle. So I picked up another water bottle. Um, It's just the green water bottle with the Weird Al, you know, writing on it. And then I picked up just, just to be safe because I'm always learned when you, first time you see it is when you get it. I picked up a coffee tin combo. So yeah, I have I an too. extra bag of coffee, which I may give to Jackie to drink or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I got the, um, the ground coffee uh, with my tin combo because I feel like there's less of those out there. Oh. So I felt it was more rare. So that's why I got that one. <laughs> I, have no, I have so much coffee. I, I don't know what, what whole, I'm do it. I asked
1: for the whole bean one because that's the one that... Uh, that's the one Jackie likes. That's the, well, I don't know. I, I assume that's the one Jackie likes. Because the, but that's the one she opened up when we uh, did our secret episode. Oh, well, she has a coffee it. grinder. So yes. I think that she'd probably prefer that. So we'll, we'll see if that makes... I mean, I, I say I bought that for Jackie. But we'll see if it makes it out of my collection or not. Ah. Um, I may start drinking coffee just so I could uh,
0: get get rid of it. Just so I get rid
1: of it. No, we, well, no,
0: what no. we need to do is we need to look at the coffee packaging because if it has a different expiration date, technically it's germane as a second item in the collection. But we'll we'll have to go down that path <laughs> oh,
1: when we do the merch episode, uh, two point oh. Um. Oh, the other thing I want to point out before we get. Too, too far deep in this, is that uh, the Venetian has signage all over the place for Weird Al there, the digital signs, uh, and including their gigantic, uh, huge um, outdoor... Digital display directly in front of Venetian.
0: Yep, it was definitely in the rotation. So you you might have to wait a couple minutes to see it yeah. more than
1: once. But um... and then it, once you go inside, uh, like all the digital displays, they'll they'll eventually cycle through and have Weird Al. So it's it's. Uh, I mean, when I was here last time in Las Vegas um, earlier this year, they actually had they actually had it on their rotation still back then. So I took a few pictures when I was out here the last time. Oh, cool. And, uh, but uh yeah it's it's it, they're definitely uh, out there and um let's see oh the other weird thing was as we're going into this the, is really uh, really this weird this is really strange we're going ready you know if we picked up our merchandise we're heading in we pass the uh the table where the vip sign in and they pick up all their you know their their passes and and all that stuff and there is sitting on top of a box um there is a ro- Sitting on top of a road case. Yeah, road case. There is uh, a chair, and sitting on top of the chair is this really creepy-looking...
0: Semi-realistic kind of... What's that word where it's like, um, looks real, but uncanny valley kind of disturbing kind of little You're, Chucky kind I was, of doll. I say, it reminds me <laughs> a little bit of Chucky. The
1: doll from Chucky, right? Is so it's it, like
0: this little doll, and then there's this, like, weird, ripped,
1: like, yeah, like crumpled car- up cardboard. Cardboard, like, you know, uh, like, kind of, yeah, you'd like to see, like, somebody holding up at, like, the bottom of, like, an off-ramp or something like that. You
0: know? <laughs> and it says, tag and follow us on Instagram, at Weird Jeopardy, at JW Halford. So... Um, I don't know if that's a joke someone was <laughs> playing on JW, or
1: if that's a new edition or what, but it's it was creepy. It was very creepy. And then underneath <laughs> the chair is the, uh, the, uh, the plaque that the Jeopardy... Uh, the winner, Jeopardy display plaque, yeah. Where gets, I guess. Uh, yeah, so that was a little weird as we're going in. We didn't know what the story <laughs> behind that one was. The creepy guy. All right, so then um, we're heading in, <coughs> and I think as soon as we head into the theater uh someone comes running over to us and it's uh Aaron Henry yes our friend Aaron and uh if you know you if you don't know Aaron Henry by name then you'll you'll you might know her by uh, her the, calling card her calling if you card will. yeah <laughs> the, she has this kind of this inception type uh, jacket t- uh sweatshirt thing that she but has it's
0: like a print all over shirt and every time she gets a picture with al with a different background she prints it on the shirt and then wears it to the time she meets Al, and then...
1: Gets another picture, <laughs> and then puts that picture on top of the next shirt, and then it just keeps, taking like steps. She told so. us how
0: many deep it was. I think it was, like, five or six deep at yeah. this point. Um, so she said she has VIP in, in July, so she'll be um, uh, adding... She'll be wearing... She'll be wearing this,
1: she, she wasn't wearing this shirt at... She she just brought it to show us I guess I thought she was at some point where, well she yeah. put it on uh, uh, okay it got cold in the theater and she okay. put it on but uh, but that was she was wearing like a uh, just like a Hawaiian print type of shirt it, yeah um, but yeah it, but uh, she 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 was definitely no she uh,
0: had a, it was a different Weird Al shirt she
1: had underneath it I yeah. think. So, anyway,
0: <laughs> so she brought, she, she,
1: she's, she's going to wear this one and then do the next level of Inception uh, after she gets her, uh, her picture <laughs> for this tour. But yeah, so it was nice to see Erin. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't talk to her too long at that point because uh, we were like, blocking, blocking the, door. the doorway. So, uh, security may ask us to move. But as we're moving and heading over, we run into another Weird Al super fan. John Katz. Yes, John, well, and also another
0: Weird Al super fan with John, Anna Canada. So, we had just seen Anna a week and a half ago, I guess, yeah. in, at the Cavern shows. Um, and we sh- She was at Nashville, too, right? Yeah, she was at Nashville, too. And um, John, we haven't seen. This was his first show, of the tour. And um, it's been a long time since I saw John. It might have been the star ceremony. Mm. It was the last time I saw John. Um, and, uh, yeah, it turns out they were sitting like right next to us pretty much. Mm. Um, and I guess it's, now it's time we can reveal where we were sitting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh, we should, I want to talk a little bit about something that John was wearing, his shirt. John was wearing a pretty stinking majestic
0: Discover Darwin nice, t-shirt. Nice. Yes. <laughs>
1: I've seen a couple of those out on tour.
0: Yeah, was, I think Minnick was... Mike Minic was wearing one. Is he wearing yeah. one? Yeah, and uh, uh, someone else I, I think must have been wearing them. Uh, they, I love that logo so That's much. A it's so lo- fun. Yeah, so it says nice, <laughs> nice
1: blue Discover Dollar You can pick it up at shop.2000inch.com if you want to pick it up and be cool like John and wear it all yeah. over the place. But yeah, it was, it's, it was cool. It's, it's, it's nice because I, it's, it's really nice that we get to that... People are supporting us like that and wearing that, and it is a Weird Al shirt, so they can wear it to a Weird Al concert, and it right. is a nice, you know, a nice. Well, it's also high a, level. I mean, it
0: is yes. It, it's it's certainly a tongue in cheek Weird Al shirt, but it also like if you don't know, you don't know.
1: <laughs> like, well, hopefully people will know. Everyone will tell everyone, everyone who's listening to this should tell well, somebody well, about I, our podcast. If That's... you're not a Weird Al fan, you're not going to understand it. I don't think. Oh, okay. I see where you're I, going I, like
0: someone on the street and saw that would be like, "Oh, you just are wearing a tourist shirt from Darwin, Minnesota. Cool, <laughs> I'll have to go visit. It's I a bet cool. there's a lot to it's do a there. Cool shirt. It's a really cool design. It's it a is cool shirt. Fun. Yeah,
1: I, I own one myself. It's it's a really cool. Shirt. I just uh, <laughs> I just ordered one. I don't have one yet. Mm. Um, yeah. So let's talk about where we were sitting. So uh, we ended up sitting. Direct center, front row. Front row, center. I didn't even remember that we had these
0: tickets because, oh, I, I mean, <laughs> we're going to so many shows that it's hard. Like, I just, I don't even care because it's like we we did the process. We have the tickets. It's like I'm just going to show up and I'm going to sit down. I, you know, uh, we made the, the best choices we could. Um, so when I realized that we were sitting in row A, I was like, I wonder if that's row A. Are we in the front of the balcony? Is there like some weird no. thing? No, we were front row center and <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah, I remember we were front row <laughs> center for because for two shows because I remember picking up the tickets and thinking, wow, I can't believe I got front row center and didn't have to pay. Yeah, Extroberant- you, well, you picked <laughs> them up <laughs> off the table after Frank ordered them because
0: Frank orders all the tickets for us as, as I'm sure everyone knows, our intern Frank. Uh, so I got to say, I mean, Frank... For the first time ever, really did well. And and well, uh Frank didn't order these. I thought he did. No, Frank orders all of our I stuff. I ordered
1: these. What? Yes, that's why we got good tickets. That's why. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Okay. Well if why Frank didn't... had ordered them? We'd be sitting in the last row of the balcony. Are Ugh. you kidding me, man? This is Vegas Vegas. This is I know how to get around Vegas. All right. So yes, we we ended up getting uh... well let me offer a retraction
0: and an apology for saying something good about Frank, <laughs> never let it happen
1: again. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we we yeah we, I mean, just through 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 luck and through you know scale and through everything, we ended up sitting front row center in Las Vegas. Also
0: uh, non VIP. Somehow it was no, available yeah, that, as non VIP. It's
1: non VIP. Is a really I don't know if it's a Vegas thing, but they had seats that were non VIP up front. So definitely cool and. uh John and Anna were up front too, and uh, there. <laughs> yeah, there the, was the the people who were next
0: to Dave ended up moving.
1: Yeah, so so the people next to me, two different sections. Yeah, the people next to me, uh, uh, did they're not gonna. Did, yeah. They did not sit there um, legitimately for a reason. Um, not because. Hopefully they, not they be,
0: required handicap seating? So. Yeah. Um, when they moved they you know we we heard them talking we um we let our friend Aaron uh know about it and yeah. she brought her dad Brad yep <laughs> very easy to remember dad Brad or Brad dad the <laughs> dad Brad dad Brad Brad dad and uh yeah so it was pretty cool to have like six of us essentially yeah right in the front center although there was a guy next to me who was not <laughs> part of our <laughs>
1: Crew <laughs> well, honorary, between uh, John and I, yeah, he's an
0: honorary member,
1: yeah. And 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 Aaron did, and Aaron and Brad did not come down until after emo, right? So, I was um, gonna mention that after emo, spoiler, <laughs> but anyway, I was um, just gonna say there was an empty two empty seats next to me, uh, prior to the show. Um, starting
0: well, the show starting, um, good segue, Dave, it started
1: at eight. Well, eight o'clock. Yes, uh, J.W. Halford, who we followed because the creepy doll told us to, uh, (laughs) came out on stage. Yeah, right at eight o'clock on the dot, um, and introduced emo. Introduced emo. Standard intro for emo. At eight o two, emo came out. Emo Emo came out, and uh, he was wearing his uh, gold. What I call the Harlequin outfit, the gold and black outfit, the really cool. Outfit. Very appropriate for Vegas. Yeah, Vegas outfit, the shiny Vegas outfit, and, and uh, uh, no drink.
0: He had a drink actually. Dave. Oh, I didn't see it. So um, he sometimes he comes out with a little bag or a, you know something to carry some of his, the things that he uses during his set. And I saw because it had like a kind of a mesh netting through the netting on this. It was like a yellow bag, um, a San Pellegrino uh, seltzer water. Hmm.
1: So he didn't drink it. He didn't take it out. But it was there. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I didn't see that. <laughs> but, but but the one thing I did want to mention, I guess, uh, bef- well, I guess I can mention it now, but it doesn't really matter because it was up there the entire time Emo was up there, was uh, th- three giant letters up on stage leaning up against one of the boxes up on stage. A giant E, a giant M, and a giant O. Yeah, remember he um, he said he... In New Bedford, he had those on stage. Yes, and he and said he somebody, said bought them somewhere. Oh, I thought he said somebody gave it uh, from the theater, gave it to him backstage. Yeah, I think it was old, like marquee letters or yeah. something. Um, yeah. So, so it was pretty cool to see those out there, and uh, they were even out there before emo was out there. So it was really, really cool uh, to see that out there. And uh, emo had a great set. Um, you know,
0: his jokes were really great. There were some new ones that were really great. It was. Uh, it was a really fun time. Every, you know, it's it's, you know, obviously we've heard him, uh, you know, sixteen times now, um, and some of the jokes, and I still laugh. Oh, it still makes me laugh. <laughs> they're so funny, you know. It's His like, delivery and everything. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like, really like yeah, I know with a punchline, but it's like it's just so funny. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> um, good set with emo. Uh, standing ovation. I stood. And I saw a
1: lot of people standing. Partial and standing ovation, but Par- yes. yeah, it was uh, it was good. Yeah, a majority of the people stood up for that, I guess. Uh, so uh, he came and got off stage at 8:33. So eight thirty three, so a. Oh, I'm glad you wrote that down because,
0: my pen, uh, like you can, see, if you look at my paper, you can see I wrote eight thirty three, but it didn't actually take. <laughs> I, I went through two different pens. I was on my third oh. pen
1: by the end of the show. A thirty one minute. Set <laughs> and uh, I get I, I did notice uh, we were close enough to the stage that I actually could see what we, we always talk about whether or not we see the uh, the square and the rectangle. I could see both, I did not see a difference in the color between them, so for me, they're still green, both of them. Okay, There's, I don't remember what color the rectangle is, but. The rectangle's uh, green. You it's definitely it, a yellow square. Uh, it's green. It's the same color as the as the same tape that's being used for both of them. So. All right. Well, maybe you just need to get your eyes checked. Uh, maybe
0: the laser Maybe uh, you
1: need to get your eyes checked <laughs> if you think the other one's green and that one's yellow. I didn't say that the other one's green. You have. I'm pretty sure you have. I don't Check remember. the tape, intern Frank. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, luckily we're seeing
0: the show in the same venue, uh, three times. So we'll, we were kind of, yeah. You know, we, we didn't really
1: have, couldn't really, I mean, cause of all the socializing we were doing and the fact that we got there pretty close to showtime. Uh, we really, I couldn't like stare at it like intently <laughs> before that concert. All right. Was, Friday, we'll uh, make sure you we'll get try. a good look. Uh, so <clears throat> after, you know, they, they were cleaning up, uh, for emo, they came out. They brought out the table, and I noticed that uh, the table had a megaphone on it. Uh,
0: yeah. I I wrote down that there. Were, I saw a megaphone, a cowbell, and then I couldn't remember the name of. <laughs> you, so I, I I called it a jingle dingle. You call it a shaker jingle dingle. Yeah, which of course means tambourine. <laughs> um, shaker dingle dingle. So shaker I, I j- shaker jingle dingle. Um, I just... of, so, of course, I, when I saw the megaphone, I was like, okay, he's going to play Skipper Dan. So the cowbell, okay, he's going to do Dare Be Stupid. And then for whatever reason, I saw the Jingle Dingle, and I, I thought Airline Amy, because he does use it for Airline Amy, but oh. um, he did not. We'll spoiler if- alert, he did not play Airline Amy, but oh. he did use the Jingle Dingle at one point. I do want to mention, during the intermission, I went to use the restroom and this is, I'm sure you've witnessed this, Dave, and other people have been to shows. Um, there's usually a line for the men's room, and there's usually not a line for the ladies' room, which is, you know, I guess different than normal culture. The sporting
1: events for sure.
0: <laughs> well, and so literally, like waiting in this line, Every single woman who walked by is like, "Wow, this is you know, it's our day!" Like they were so yeah. excited. But it, it, I just wanted—I wanted to point out politely that it's like the makeup of Al's audience is primarily male, <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's
1: what's going to happen. I but don't think that's a surprise to anybody. It wasn't a surprise to me that there was not a wait <laughs> so, for the. So I guess while, room. You, while you're running out, yeah, using the restroom, that's when. Uh, that's when Aaron and Brad came down and we were chatting a little bit to, to them, uh, and then they noticed. I guess at that point is when they noticed that the E M O letters were still out on the, uh, were still out on the stage, and they were, like, is that gonna stay out there the whole show? Yeah, <laughs> and it didn't because uh, eventually I, I think it was Hawkeye. It was Hawkeye. Yeah, came out and, and he removed them. Uh, but it would have been funny if they did stay out there the whole show, but they did not. Uh, so it, it, was, it was funny because. Erin turns to me and she goes, do you think I have time to run to the restroom? And and I look at the clock. I go, well, it's 847, uh, which means, you know, it's uh, 14, minutes. 14 <laughs> minutes. So I don't – I said, you're be cutting it pretty close because it's been somewhere between 15 and 20 minutes. And she goes, oh, I don't know if I should chance it. And as she says that, the lights went down. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I don't think you should chance it either. Yeah, and I, uh, so I think –
0: on average, it's about 15 minutes now. I think they, yeah. whatever, you know, they had to have to do between that. Um, I don't know if they changed it or were able to just practice it enough that they can cut it down the time, but it's pretty consistently been 15 minutes. Yeah. So if, if, uh, I think in
1: Vegas, 15 minutes is probably pushing it for an intermission. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, because they want to get people. Turn around and out into the casino and gambling as soon as possible. Uh, so 8:47, uh, the spotlight came. Oh, I should mention before um, before the the uh, eight, before 8:47, there was a spotlight and it was uh, directly on Weird Al's accordion. Okay, yeah, they they tend to do that. Yeah, they, they a do. lot of shows. But I definitely wanted to point that out that that was that 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 was there this evening. So 8:47. Uh, uh, the spotlight went on to the keyboards, just just yes. the keyboards, and then Ruben walks out. Just Ruben. Just Ruben walks out,
0: and walks people out. start cheering. You start cheering, and as soon as the the cheering stops, I said, "El Maestro." <laughs> he did, and he acknowledged it. He he nodded or something, and then he started playing, what is sometimes referred to as the harpsichord solo, yep, portion of the show. But since Al was not there to call it out as being a harpsichord solo, yeah. I would say it does not count as a harpsichord solo. No, it was not an for an the announced. official it an, set yeah, list. Yeah, was not an
1: announced. It was unannounced uh, harpsichord solo. We generally don't <laughs> don't count those. So he uh, did.
0: He did the solo, and then slowly the band started
1: trickling out, and they. Oh um, well, yeah. So, so uh, Jim Kimo West came out next. Uh, uh, and, and which, uh, the last couple shows, uh, Jim has been playing, um, behind the stage somewhere. Due to his, due to uh, his COVID his, diagnosis. But yeah. so much happened in the, the yeah. week and a half that we Invisible had Invisible Jim. <laughs> Invisible Jim, they would call, alcohol uh, call them on stage. Uh, so he was Visible Jim tonight yes. because he was there. As <laughs> uh, Steve came out shortly after, um, I didn't see Bermuda come out. I didn't see Bermuda, he, come but he out definitely either. came out because there was drums in the next <laughs> song. Uh, and, uh, I, I would say a little bit about Ruben's uh, harpsichord solo. It was sort of an extended solo. It was a lot longer than it's. it's yeah, been and the he past. did
0: some some other stuff in there. Yeah. I, I thought, um, and, and of
1: course, eventually, I don't know if you have anything else, but Al came out. Well, yeah, Al came out, but this was interesting because as he was walking out, somebody behind him was like fixing something on on his uh, belt, and uh, oh,
0: I thought he was. Um, Kind of making sure Al wasn't tripping because all the lights
1: were out. Oh, uh, well, he was fixing something on the belt because what happened was Al came out. Yeah, the lights were out, so, so definitely, but he was like fiddling with, with something on Al's belt. And then Al uh, came, uh, the, the person I was following stopped, and then Al came out to this, and something kind of fell off of Al's belt. And it was, I think it was his mic pack or something because he kind of stopped and looked on the ground, picked it up, and then he put it in his pocket I thought
0: thought he picked something. See, my interpretation of what happened was Al sat down, he picked it up off the ground because it was
1: there waiting for him, and he plugged into it. That was what I thought was happening. I, I, who knows? It looked like there was some issue with the okay. uh, with the microphone pack from from where I was sitting, one seat away from you. Maybe not his mic pack. Maybe his uh, in ear. Um... Some something. I don't know what. I'm not a performer, so I don't know what what goes into <laughs> what Al has on his body that requires him to, to <laughs> that allows him to to sound as good as he does. Or, but something was going on. Somebody was trying to fix something as he was walking out, and uh, he seemed to have appeared to like. Pick something up off the ground and put it in his pocket. So. See, I didn't even like, I, I had a,
0: I can't believe we were right next to each other and I had a completely different take on the whole situation. I thought it was someone, you know, making sure Al wasn't tripping on the wires. And then as soon as Al passed all the wires, then he let Al go. Who knows? Anyway, Melanie. <laughs> First off was Melanie. <laughs> um, but I should also point out Steve is wearing his sunglasses and Al was wearing, it was this purple shirt with white flowers and the lighting really like, I don't know if it was a black light or he kind of had a black light effect on the shirt when he came out and there were these like orange spots that were glowing. And, yeah. um, are you ready? I, I, we don't have a theme song for this, but, uh, and we don't need one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Zeb, we don't need anything.
1: <laughs> don't worry. Um, the shirt I named, do you want to hear it? I was gonna ask you because I you said you would start naming Weird Al's uh, shirts from now on, so I was curious so, to see what you. The shirt up with. tonight I named Plum Dandy. Plum Dandy. <laughs> Plum Dandy. I like it. So Al was wearing his Plum Dandy Hawaiian shirt tonight, and I'm so glad that you mentioned uh, that how how this shirt just kind of glowed because it was I noticed the same thing up against the purple lights in Melanie. This purple shirt, I just thought it looked really nice. It complemented the, the lights Complemented the shirt, the shirt complemented the lights that the shirt was amazing. It, 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 like you said, there was some sort of black light effect going on with this shirt where it was, uh, it was definitely, uh, it was definitely, uh, glowing. And, and the, they had, like you said, that little red or orange, uh, little streaks in it. Yeah. The part of the it flower, was really I, cool. It, it looked to me, A great was, effect, it, really cool looking shirt. And, uh, I hope our friend uh, Jared, who runs At Weird Al Prince, uh, has this one in his collection, because this is a cool one. Um, So, uh, in Melanie, I noticed that... uh, I noticed... I heard the meow. Did you hear the meow? I heard the meow. heard the meow. It was a little... It was like a second delayed, I I felt. And then... uh, as the uh, it, there's also another point in Melanie where the lights temporarily go out for like a, a brief second, and, and sitting next and um, I don't know sitting next to Aaron, I just heard her say, "I love it." <laughs> 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 the effect that it has, I
0: love that effect too. So I That's love it cool. because it it always tricks people in the audience. So people like start they think the song is over, so they start cheering, and then Al keeps singing, and then they like abruptly stop. Yeah, it yeah, was it's cool. Just, it was it's cool. funny. It's a cool um,
1: effect for sure.
0: Um, so Al came out and he, he, uh, said, hello, Las Vegas. Yeah, I said, Well, hello, Las Vegas. Uh, and then he said that, um, you know, uh, Las Vegas gets its name. It's a, uh, it can be translated to the Vegas. Yeah. Not, not
1: many people are familiar <laughs> with the history of Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas, uh, stands for the Vegas. And uh, Al was, was very... like Chatty tonight.
0: Chatty and casual tonight. Yeah. And um, he started talking about how... Um, Jim had COVID. For a second time. For a second time. And, time. and <laughs> uh, this is his first show uh, back on stage out yeah. of the hermetically sealed bunker
1: backstage. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and then Jim said, well, that means I can't play in my underwear anymore. <laughs> uh, it was great. And then Al, of course... Um, uh, had everyone given up for emo? Yeah, emo. He said him. Not only were uh, him and emo best friends, uh, but uh, emo was also his personal lawyer, his personal attorney. Yeah, and uh, emo told
0: him it's in his best interest to play the um, the next. Yeah, play this song. The, the next yes, song, yeah. the following is the the next song, and of course it was. I'll sue ya. I'll sue
1: ya. And um, so. <laughs> of course, you know there is that horrible line in the song where Weird Al says he uh, Delta told sold him a ticket and he went to New Jersey and it sucks. So I, I gave him a, a audible boo and I put my fist my uh, thumbs down for that one. I don't know if I audibly
0: booed, but I did put my thumb. I did down. see you put your thumb down, and I. I believe John also
1: put his thumb down. It was either John or Anna. I s- someone. I tonight. thought I, th- I saw John. Uh, John really getting uh, animated about this song. So I, I it was probably John. Him. I guess it was John. But I get. <laughs> or no, he did thumbs up. Uh, oh, I saw well. him do a thumbs up, Dave. I'm oh, sorry. Well, John's on the naughty list now. <laughs> um, All that goodwill you gave to us, John gave to me by wearing a discovered Darwin shirt. <laughs> it's out. <laughs> Now, Dave, I, I do wonder. You know, there there is the part in
0: uh, when Al has performed Albuquerque this tour where he takes a, a second to pause and reflect on the lyrics and and how you know um, you know things have changed since then and and he you know he kind of apologizes for using the word hermaphrodite. Do you want to see Al pause Al Suya and apologize for this New yes. Jersey line? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Let me stop it right there. Uh, when I wrote this, I thought that New Jersey sucked, but uh, I've since went there, and it's you know it's the home of uh, David Elvis Rossi, Damn. and yeah. and uh, my my feelings on it have changed. So I just wanted to take this opportunity. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Okay. That would mean a lot to me. Well, we'll see if Al Personal does that. We'll, we'll start tracking that. Personal apology that. to New Jersey. Okay. Because <laughs> they're not tracking enough really silly stuff. Who is that, like, weird mayor of New Jersey? Uh, Chris Christie? No uh, Governor? Governor?
1: Chris
0: yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know. New Jersey's uh, had some, some strange true. governors um, in the past. So, after I'll uh, Al said he's gonna do a public service. He's gonna uh, tell each of us our future, but only 8.2 percent of you at a time.
1: <laughs> I and, thought he said 8.25 percent of you. But...
0: Oh, I don't know. I, I have 8.2 written down, yeah. but it made me wonder what where where does this 8.2 come from? Is that 100 divided by the number of horoscopes? And then I it, I, I don't know. I started thinking about this after he said that 8.2 percent. I was like. Are horoscopes statistically proportional <laughs> or are more people like born in September? So there's more, you know, I don't know. <laughs> How does that work? You know, I, I, in my family, at least a lot of us are, are born in May. So there's a lot of Gemini's. It's like, well, you know, statistically, you know, every day of the year does not have the same number of birthdays. so I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you have that answer for me, Dave. But that was something I was wondering. Well, I
1: do. I do have the answer that a uh, hundred divided by twelve is eight point three 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 three. You know, three repeating. So, oh, so maybe Sal was accommodating Or eight point two five. I heard him say eight point two five. Uh, it's either way. It's not. It's not a hundred divided by twelve. I think in the past though he has said uh, eight Three percent or something, eight and a third. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't remember off the top of my head. Have to go back and listen to our centimeter episodes. Anyway, uh
0: the, uh the point I'm trying to make here is Al <laughs> said, uh, or not Al? Al played uh, your horoscope for today. Uh, was the next song obviously because we're talking about horoscopes and and stuff. And um, the best part of your horoscope for today is obviously the fast part. Uh, I th- I think everyone can agree with that. I hope everyone can agree that that is the absolute best part of the song, and um, I didn't see Al even take a breath. Like I like normally like I I can see Al like go or you know something, and I, I hear the changeover to Jim doing a little bit, but I don't know how Al did it, but it was seamless tonight. Man, I, I, that was I. I don't know if uh, he had maybe that's what he had. He had like an oxygen tank uh, that he was hooking <laughs> up, Dave. That, I don't know, but Al somehow, like, he either did the, bre- the breath, like, magically or secretly. I don't know. Yeah. I d- was, like, kind of watching for it, too, and I did not catch it. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, Now that you pointed out, I, I do remember that. I, I, I was thinking, wow, that was pretty good. I don't remember hearing him take a breath or anything. Too. So, so I, I didn't write that Maybe bad. Al's lip
0: syncing this whole show. Maybe, maybe. No, of course not.
1: No, of course um, so then oh, I guess kind to say just in general that, uh, <clears throat> I didn't write it down too much, but, but uh, and, and I've, I know, I've commented a lot on previous episodes about the lighting on this tour, but at this venue, so uh, we haven't talked about this venue yet. This venue uh, in this, uh, theater is gorgeous. Uh, once you walk inside, it is so ornate and everything. It's just a really nice, gorgeous theater inside, uh, the stage is set up. It's a really big stage. Set up very... It's a really big stage. Yeah, really, really. Yeah. I'm sure they put on a lot of, like, like you know... Uh, you can probably put Broadway. Yeah, Broadway-type shows it's there. It's bigger for stuff. Broadway, yeah. And uh, and it's a huge stage. It's, it's just really laid out nicely. Um, the acoustics in this place were incredible, uh, even sitting, you know, as close as we were. Um, and, uh, and we also didn't really mention this, but we were front row. There was sort of like a walkway in front of us. So there was like almost room for another row, you know, in front of yeah, us. Yeah, it was kind of the pathway
0: for people to get and to then, the other side of And then there the, was, and then yeah.
1: the stage was up and then, then Al and was, and the band were, were a little bit further back. Pretty like, deep. It was at least like six feet probably. Yeah, so, so we were, so, I mean, we had... Definitely, we're definitely front row. We're definitely g- great seats, incredible seats. But the view, like it was almost like perfect, like where you want to be sitting, you know, to see the entire band at this, at you know, up on stage and still be and have no heads in front of you, you know. So, yeah, it
0: was, it was like it was like there the, also wasn't like equipment or speakers in front. No, of, was, like it was just like a perfect like, you know. Clearing the Nile or whatever, like, yeah, it was like it was just like perfect view of Al. Yeah, and, it was it was um, slight, like like I know, couldn't if, see Bermuda though. I could see, I could see him a little bit. I could see a little bit of Ruben, but I a little I bit was of Ruben. I was, I was yeah. Totally I was on focused. the Jim side of of Dave and Dave. You were on the Steve side of me, and um,
1: yeah. yeah, just enough that I, I couldn't see Bermuda <laughs> from where I was sitting. I could um, see yeah. I could see uh, I could see them both, but I mean. It, it, but clearly, the the best view uh, was for was Al, Jim, and and Steve. Yeah, uh, and and just the just it's almost like if you were wanted the perfect seat in the perfect venue, this was what it was. And and just the how, the lighting in this place was like like you said that that sort of like there was the sharp there was a sharp I I wrote this down. Somewhere in my notes, there's a sharpness to Al and the band up on stage. It almost was like watching like uh, those like newfangled LED 5K it was, TVs. Dave, like, it was
0: so realistic.
1: It was like we were right there. It's like I was there. <laughs> it, it, it was really, it was really just. It was, it was the perfect seat, the perfect venue, the perfect sound, the perfect lights, the perfect concert. Everything was like great about this concert. So
0: okay, so now we have now we have to get into this. This is uh, this is a, a pretty interesting thing um, because Al was starting to do uh, an intro to a song, and he said, "I'd like to introduce you to the new member of our band, the newest member, of course, yes. Ruben." And then it wasn't me. No, it wasn't me. I believe it was John Katz. Said, "El Maestro." I heard it, and it sounded like it came from John C. <laughs> And Al stopped what he was doing. Yeah. And he said, There's nothing I hate more than a random member of the audience shouting out El Maestro. I hate nothing more except maybe Nazis. (laughs)
1: And then he said, No, I probably hate them about the same. (laughs) Um,. So that brings up lots of questions, well, Dave. Yeah, I had a question as soon. I mean, there was it was a hysterical moment. It was <laughs> definitely uh, definitely uh, was improvised on the spot because uh, you know, he doesn't know when when or if anyone's going to yell out <laughs> Maestro. Uh, I guess so. So my question to you is: I, I don't yell Al Maestro. You yell Al Maestro every concert that I've been with you so far. Uh, is knowing Al's uh, feelings on this? Are you going to continue to yell, Al Maestro? Well, it's it's.
0: Uh, that's definitely something that's on my mind. But I, you know, what Al said was, um, he's nothing he hates more than a random member of the audience. Now, I am not a random member of the audience, Al. I'm a known commodity to Al and the band. So perhaps he likes it when I yell it. But when it's other people who mm-hmm. yell it, he may not like it. I know. Um, Regardless of that, uh, very specific, uh, point, um, I did write down, is it time that we retire El Maestro? Now, I know certain people do enjoy, um, hearing El Maestro on the stage. (laughs) Certainly, uh, over on the Steve side, uh, a little past Steve, I think that guy over there (laughs) enjoys it. But, um... I would never do something
1: that I knew Al did not like. That, you know... uh, Well, he dislikes it as much as, or almost as much as, or or equal to how much he dislikes Nazis. And I'm going to guess, I don't know his opinions on Nazis, but I'm going to guess he doesn't like them very much. I would hope so. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) I might change my opinion about Weird Al if he didn't hate Nazis. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, So... Yeah, I feel like uh, maybe it's time to retire El Maestro. Mm, all right. Well, I will support no, well, you. It's, will support it's time to retire Ruben, I mean. <laughs> I'm still going to yell it. <laughs> <laughs> we need a new
1: keyboard player, is what I'm saying. Of no. course. Of course. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought you were going with this. No, I, I will support your decision to retire El Mush, the screaming of El Maestro, if that's the way you go. Well, I you know if, uh, you have if, till Friday, I think, to decide that.
0: I I have till Friday. Um, really think
1: think hard, think long and hard about what Weird Al said today, and and you don't need to make your decision. I, well,
0: but as I pointed out, he said random member of the audience. I know, but so. you're also
1: random. You also, if you if you randomly pick the person in the audience, it could be somebody who knows, and I think he does know John Katz well enough that he would not consider John Katz random.
0: Well, in, in, but he didn't, He like, he, he could have been talking about other shows where other people.
1: The timing, the timing was.
0: Uh, You're right. You're right. The timing <laughs> seemed to suggest that he was talking about. The very
1: specific maestro that was yelled at that moment.
0: That's a good point. That That's probably, but we don't know for sure. Um, Just but, like we don't know his opinions on Nazis, <laughs> for sure. We don't. <laughs> We have a good idea, though.
1: <laughs> we have a good idea on both of them, yes. Um, so well, so why don't you... Let, let's let's leave this as a takeaway for Ethan. Ethan's takeaway. Do-do-do, Ethan's takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be an Ethan suggestion. Ethan suggestion. This is a Dave suggestion for Ethan. Could be an Ethan suggestion. All right, we'll do an Ethan suggestion. All right, intern Frank. It's
0: Ethan's Suggestions.
1: So Ethan suggestion. <laughs>
0: <Ethan's Right>? suge- <laughs> so my Ethan suggestion is uh, maybe don't yell out El Maestro. <laughs> I
1: like that suggestion. Unless you um, unless you want to be hated as much as, as Weird Al hates Nazis.
0: I suppose if you're if you yourself are a Nazi, you might as well yell out El Maestro <laughs> at that point. <laughs> True.
1: Now uh, we're gonna start making the assumption every time I hear someone yell "El El Maestro" that they're a Nazi. <laughs> it's gonna be the new Let's Go Brandon. El Maestro. El Maestro. Oh You're man, Nazi supporter. <laughs> yeah, yell El Maestro. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I'm well, I'm glad you, you you brought up that point because I was gonna ask you because I know you you are you are one of the random members of the audience. Not I'm not necessarily a
0: random member of the audience, but I have said El Maestro at opportune times for many people no, to I, hear
1: it. Well, it's an Ethan suggestion, so we'll uh, we'll see how that plays out next time the opportunity comes up to yell El Maestro.
0: Let's see if I take my own suggestion. okay. Let's it. Um,
1: <laughs> and, said, and I really didn't catch exactly. I think it's time we move off of uh, El Maestro and to the rest of what Al said something along the line that uh, and I didn't get the entire the verbiage here because uh, I was still distracted by his uh, his El Maestro (laughs) comments that something uh, that you know Ruben was named the sexiest keyboard player, and then I kind of missed what he said. But whatever. I think it was like 1982 or or something. Yeah, then he said, like, as part of some like pamphlet or magazine or. So. <laughs> so I didn't catch what he said. But whatever it was, it really cracked Al up because he was laughing about it. And then and uh, Ru and then he asked Ruben to tickle the ivories, and Ruben did. He played a tiny little quick keyboard flourish, and then uh, they went into. Why Does This Always Happen to Me?
0: Yes, which is uh, a great song to showcase, oh, uh,
1: to showcase Ruben. <laughs> 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 Indeed. Uh, <clears throat> there's one line in, in uh, Why Does This Always Happen to Me uh, where he goes, well, there's five bucks. You know, I'm never going to see again. At that point, he holds up his hand and he's tapping. He holds up my hand signal. Did you know wow. That? Wow! I never made that connection. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it has nothing to do with five for five bucks. I'm pretty sure he's just giving a shout some out little shout
0: to out, out to you. Yeah, that's that so cool. cool huh? That's I really thoughtful. That. Thank Al. you, Al.
1: I, I did. I did catch that. I did notice and appreciate that. Then he sort of looked at uh, his his accordion, which was sitting on the table next to him, very strangely. He was giving a strange look, and he kind of like hinted, "Should I pick it up?" Type of look. And then he picks it up, and he got huge, huge cheers. Uh, he went on to talk about uh his new movie um, that's coming out <clears throat> and, I did, did... and there was no fake out from Bermuda yeah, but, but it was some, yeah, there was no fake out for bermuda uh, but um, as he was describing the movie, I heard someone in the audience further back, so not somebody that we were. No, or at least we know that we if we know if we know them, yelled out "Harry Potter," <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, he, he uh, yeah he teased he wanted to do the new song. Um, Bermuda did not do a fake out; he couldn't do the new song, uh, but he did say he would do his. Uh, he said, "This is the title track to a movie called UHF."
0: Yep. Uh, and we got to hear UHF, yeah, which yeah, yeah. is, I, I just, I remember the first Vanity Tour, the first time ever hearing, I think it was the first time he ever performed UHF live was on the first Vanity Tour. And it was just such a magical experience because it's just a song that I never thought I'd get to hear live. Now I've heard it a bunch of times live, but it's still, you know, it's, it's always been one of my favorite songs. So it's just, it's really cool to get to hear it live. So um, I really loved it. Um, I don't know if you caught this, or I don't know if this was I know something where to catch.
1: I know where you <laughs> de- I I heard something weird, and I don't think I heard the same thing you heard. And I don't know if I just heard this because I didn't see anybody else react about me. And he may have said the correct lyrics at this point, but you know the the lyrics says, "All you do is uh, make yourself a TV dinner." Yeah right I heard I heard this and and it may just it may just have sounded like this to me all you do is play yourself a TV dinner hmm so i, I I'm not hundred percent sure that that's what he said I think he may have said may have said uh, make yourself a TV dinner but it just sounded strange to me so i i that was the only thing uh what I heard that seemed
0: um silly to me, and I don't know if you heard this, Dave, if you didn't write it down, maybe you didn't, but instead of the part where he goes, just crank up the volume and yank off the knob, I heard, just drank up the volume, (laughs) so I don't know if it's just, you know, Dave, we've seen the show too much, and we're,
1: uh, our brain is playing tricks on us, (laughs) but that's what I heard. I think, I don't know what I meant by this, but that looks like they could say, just drank up the volume. Oh. So I may have heard what you heard. Just drank up the volume. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so after UHF... Well, I still got something else about UHF. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to uh, call out Jim on his vocals. I could hear him nice, loud, and clearly on the you know at the end where he does We Got It All on UHF over and over and over again. Uh, I, I got to hear Jim's uh, vocals really nice on that. So now we can move on. Uh... I heard somebody in the audience uh, yell out, uh, "We love you, Al." And then Al said, "There's only one thing I hate more than people." <laughs> no, <laughs> he did not. <laughs> but but Al was uh, he was kind of saying, "Ooh, I got my mojo working."
0: Yeah, and then uh, okay. he asked Steve, "Steve, is your mojo working?" He said, "Oh, absolutely." Yeah. And then he asked Jim, and he kind of, like, looked down. He's like, it looks like it. Yeah, he, looked, he, he looked at something on his guitar,
1: and he said, looks like it. All <laughs> good. Like it's working. And then uh, he said, I think we should uh, do something. And then uh, Generic Blues was the song, I think.
0: Yeah. And so this was really interesting. And Dave, I know we looked at each other for this. So I'm assuming you took the same note. But before the song started, I... Um, I guess before the lyrics in the song start, Al went, two, three, four, two, three,
1: four. Yeah, I couldn't tell who... Was that Al that did that?
0: I thought it was Al. I couldn't tell if it was Al or
1: not, but he, it definitely sounded... It sounded similar. like he was doing a voice. Um, yeah, it almost sounded like, like, he, like Bermuda was doing it, like he was counting off on his drums or something, but it, I, I honestly did not see see who did it or hear who My impression it. was that it was Al. It, could, um, it
0: very well could have been. And it was him doing kind of like a blues voice. Um... And I sort of like, I felt like he kind of had the bluesier kind of voice the entire song. Mm-hmm. And it, it f- the whole, s- the music felt bluesier. I don't know if it was just the mix and where we were sitting, but it just felt like they, they turned the, the blues huh. of the song up to 11 tonight <laughs> for some reason. It just, I, I can't tell you what about it seemed bluesier, but it was just.
1: Interesting.
0: Blue Abba di Abba Dye tonight, whatever that means <laughs>
1: uh, well, oh uh, yeah, my next uh, comment is about the guitar solo, so if you got something before that, then
0: well, this is you know this is something that we um discussed after the concert, and it turns out it's one of those I guess um gosner's uh for me and and uh. I don't remember. I think John agreed with me and I think Aaron agreed with me. Um, The line where I've always heard it as automated telecode, like T-E-L-E code. Um, But I very distinctly heard Al say automated teller code tonight. And so I wrote that down as like a potential like music, you know, lyric flub. Um, But... (laughs) When I brought it
1: up to Dave after the show, he's like, "No, the lyric is teller code." Yeah, it's an automated teller machine, so why would it not be an automated teller code? I've always heard teller, T E L L E R, like the uh, he- other, the quieter half of Penn and Teller. Right, right, and
0: um, I'm, I'm, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> so I was surprised. So I've like, always heard like, telecode. Like, I heard
1: him say teller, automated teller code tonight, and I'm like, yeah. So he always says
0: that, <laughs> but uh you know to my credit Aaron and uh and John were like yeah <laughs> so um throw that in
1: the Gosner uh, right, we'll pile throw that in the Gosner pile <laughs> so yes yeah, so, so you're here you you well that's good that you finally got to hear the correct lyrics to this song <laughs> yeah that's great <laughs> Uh, maybe yes. Al has been singing the lyrics wrong, and he finally sang it right,
0: <laughs> <laughs> including on the original song that I've listened to a million times. <laughs> maybe.
1: Maybe he went back and re-recorded every single, <laughs> tracked out every single CD and cassette tape of UHF that's out there, digital copy, and he replaced it. Yeah, maybe I have a special version where Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if during the guitar solo part where Jim has his guitar solo, uh, Al turns and says, make it talk, son- and then uh, he said, "Because uh, basically it's the same. It's just like in the album version, wing, yeah, wing, over yeah. and over again." He's like, uh, no, make, goes, "Mix it up a little bit." <laughs> it goes on a little bit longer, <laughs> I think, than the album version. But uh, yeah, he goes now, mix it up a little bit. And then he said something else, and I didn't catch what he said after. Something that. about like, uh, could you play another thing or play oh, another okay, song, yeah. something like that?" I, I I missed it too. And then Al looks at Jim, very disgusted. <laughs> it was really cool. I was watching Al's facials. <laughs> it was
0: like, yeah, the the view of Al's facial expressions were immaculate tonight. Yeah. It was, And I think Al was also hamming it up a little bit. Yeah. Because I've, I've sat in the front row twice before on this tour. And Al was especially more expressive
1: mm. and silly uh, tonight on, on whole, I think. And then he says, now make it shut up. <laughs> and, uh. This is, uh, I mentioned this to you uh, off the podcast, but uh, there was a shout out to something we saw in the Mac King show. Oh? And this is uh, where it happened. Let's hear it. So, as far as we know, Weird Al was not at the uh, Mac King show, as far as we know. Uh, but uh, one of the gentlemen that Mac called up on, on stage. Uh, Mac was making small talk with him and asked him why he was in Vegas. He said he was there uh, for some bowling type of tournament. or Oh, that's right. Yeah. Prevention. Well, in uh, the song, um, Generic Blues, of course, it ends, you know, with uh, the whole, you know, put us about the lines bowling. Bowling, yeah. and bowling, maybe we'll go bowling and uh, stuff. So uh, there was a nice tie-in, unintentional, I'm sure, on Al's part, Uh Tie into what we saw earlier at the Mac King show.
0: I think that proves that Al is a time traveler. In the future, he heard us talking about how um, in the Mac show that the guy was bowling. He went back in time, put that in generic blues, affected the future, <laughs> but unintentionally affected the future where we didn't talk about that. Because when we were talking about Mac King, we didn't mention the bowling thing. Right. So, you know... Maybe. You know, Al did mess up the timeline, unfortunately. That ti- and yes,
1: and all that caused you to hear the word tella instead of teller. Hey, that's, <laughs> that's what happens when you mess with time travel. You Just ask Jackson Scoggins. <laughs> they know. <laughs> okay, so... Um, His, the next song, he said he got this idea for the next song um, at Disneyland... Uh, he said,
0: uh, "It's about the Jungle Cruise ride," and he yeah. said, "It's been there since the beginning of recorded history." <laughs> and uh, as he uh, he he's like, for anyone who hasn't been on the ride, he kind of explained it, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, you're on a boat, you go around, and you see a number of uh, politically
1: incorrect <laughs> things."
0: <laughs> and uh, he, you know, of course, he uh, we've heard him do this a number of times this tour talks about his uh, his Skipper making a, a joke about being a failed actor and that yeah. inspiring him and, to and write. I, I don't know
1: if, uh, if Al's ever said this or if you know the answer to this or if it's out there somewhere, but do we know that this Skipper that Al wrote this uh, song about, is this Skipper's name by, was it Dan? Or was that just something that Al... I don't know. I of?
0: don't know if I've ever heard that addressed. And if I have, I don't remember.
1: Huh. I, I, it's just something I think about every time. So I just throw it out there. Well this it's
0: definitely something to ask Al on episode 2000 inch when right. we finally interview him.
1: remind, remind, remind me and turn Frank to ask Al about that.
0: yes, please. Um, now during Skipper Dan and I, and uh, that was one of the ones that we both noticed the megaphone at the beginning of the show so we predicted yeah. that it would be in the show. I don't know if you noticed this, but this is the first time this tour and this is my 16th show of this tour that I've noticed that Al has a set of pedals. Because I know, you know, uh, uh, guitar guitar players and bass players, they have pedals that they, like, with their foot, they click the button and it changes the sound. But this is the first time I ever noticed that Al has his own set of pedals. It's Roland. And um, I saw him specifically uh, step on it and it played the, like, weird noises. And then he stepped on it again. It went back to the other accordion. So, um Interesting. So the, the the I guess I I wasn't sure because I know Al has the MIDI accordion and right. I don't know how that works. Uh, so I always assumed that um, the little buttons, not on the the like ivory side, um, was how he changed the different noises. But I guess he actually has uh, a set oh, of pedals. Interesting. Or I, maybe I, it's new
1: for the show tonight. I don't know, but I, it's I, the first time I've ever noticed it. I'm not doubting that that he. I, I didn't see them, but I, I mean I'm sure. I'm sure they're there if you say they were there.
0: Well, I uh, don't know if we we mentioned this, but um, when we see the show on Friday, we have identical the same exact seats. <laughs> <We did>. So <laughs> that's something to look for, Dave. Maybe we should switch seats.
1: We should, yeah. So I can <laughs> so see if Bermuda we see and. <laughs> Uh, th- no that's an interest. I I didn't even think about that. I just assumed there was some button on the accordion that he presses that changes it to Yeah, cuz you
0: know, when uh, Corey... um
1: Passatore, yeah. Yeah,
0: Cepes when we met him, he was doing something on the top of the accordion, but I haven't seen Al do anything like that during yeah, the concert. May- so maybe there's another I mean I'm It pro- makes
1: sense. I mean, it it, may- yeah, man, I don't no, think what? it's a secret. I think it's just It may you right. Yeah, no, it makes sense that that's a one way he could change change And I did notice throughout the show a
0: few more times Him stepping on the pedals. Interesting. Now I have Um, something
1: to look for. Um,
0: Yeah, and it's probably something you can't normally see. But like I said, it was kind of like parting the Nile, and there were no, uh, there's no equipment blocking, so I could see Al's shoes. (laughs)
1: Oh, what shoes is Al wearing?
0: He was wearing um, the same kind of like black leather shoes that he was wearing on the uh, strings attached to her. Oh, so he he must like those shoes. I guess so.
1: Now I noticed that uh, again. I mentioned uh, how a lot about the lighting, uh, or how much I really enjoyed this venue, and just I, I really felt that the lighting filled the stage really nicely. I felt they the whether it's the venue or the or the lighting, the person kind of doing the lighting, just uh, however it is, uh, I just felt that lighting was great, and the uh, waterfall effect looked really really cool because it was covering the entire back of uh, the stage. And it went on for a longer, uh, the longest I've ever seen it go on for. Uh, it was a long, cool effect with the waterfall.
0: I, you know, <laughs> maybe it's just because um, we were sitting in the vicinity of like um, people who have listened to our podcast and maybe knew to look for that. But I definitely heard like an audible like, <gasps> like, you yeah, know, I'm I, I heard people, <laughs> it wasn't you, but I heard like someone in the general vicinity of us um kind of gasp at how cool it was yeah it was um, it looked
1: it yeah it, it, i mean the lighting the lighting was incredible i just on this particular show i mean on this tour in general but this particular show was like it was almost as almost as cool as the lighting in the caves i mean it really was like that 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 scale of lighting and uh <clears throat> one more thing i wanted to point out is uh since we're kind of on a little bit this is sort of lighting related uh is that um, in the past? I've have uh, mentioned, or we've probably mentioned that uh, the the way the lights they have the lights set up is uh, sometimes the the way the light is shining on Ruben and his keyboards it projects a gigantic oh, huge yeah. Ruben on yeah. the back of the stage. Well, there was no gigantic huge Ruben on the back of the stage. There was. Uh, the, the lighting must have been in a different spot or projecting differently because all I saw up on the back of the stage was Jim's guitars. Oh, cool. So it was the, the outline of all of Jim's guitars. I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Just one other thing I wanted to mention about Skipper Dan. I don't know if this is something we'd mentioned on the podcast, but um, Kate had mentioned that she heard a song that reminded her of Skipper mm. Dan. Did she, Did we talk about this? You mentioned that to me off the podcast, yeah. So um, Kate I, played it to me. And it sounds a lot like the person, like, I, and I, I'll have to ask her and, and get the name of the song and the okay, I was musician, so I don't you. have that. Um, but she, she played it for me, and she was all like, kind of like, oh, you know, I didn't want to say something on the podcast about it just because, uh, you know, maybe it's just me. I was like, no, that sounds like the person absolutely either sampled or took the riff from Skipper Dan. It's oh. like it's uncanny was that was, so the song came out
1: after Skipper Dan? yes oh
0: yeah it's a, like a recent song oh um, interesting
1: yeah I'd be curious yeah once you get that information yeah I'll, I'll have please, to text uh, share, and, it and uh, share it and share it with, with us on the next epi- or Next or next yeah time I'll try got, and remember for Friday uh, on a future episode uh, I'm definitely interested I'd love to hear that yeah
0: I'd love for people to listen and, and make their own opinion on it but it's like just as someone who's heard Skipper dance as many times as I have it's like it's absolutely wow um, cool either a coincidence or inspired by, I would absolutely say. All right, let's move on. Uh, Al's talking about, um, you know, he's at a party and of course they all end up in the kitchen and they're talking about who's the most important human being of the modern age. And people were listing Gandhi, mother Teresa, <laughs> MLK. And he said, that's the night he learned his friends are idiots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because of course it's Charles Nelson Riley, and that was the reveal of uh, why Al had that. Um, yes, the shaker jingle dingle. Yes, the uh, the jingle dingle, uh, aka the tambourine, was used, of course, for um, the shaker for jingle. CNR. And I'm um, <laughs> I, I I don't know if you saw this guy, but there was a guy I saw before the show when we were uh, merch browsing and he had a a custom shirt that said um something about cnr on the front some lyrics from the song on the front and then on the back it just said in big letters giddy up gene and it was <laughs> oh, awesome I, I
1: didn't see and that. i wish i would have pointed out to i wish oh, i would have taken a picture of it because I wish you would have pointed it, out too. Um, it was so great and and um so he, that person must have been very happy that C N R was played
0: yes they must have been um Oh, yeah, it was it was so good. I wish I pointed it out to you. I wish I got a picture of it. It, it was just something where it was like we were in the
1: middle of trying to figure out something, and yeah. I wasn't next to you or something. So, so uh, just to just to make sure everyone uh, realizes this is a song that Steve and Ruben are not on stage for.
0: Yes, and um, there was no mention of them no. leaving or or anything. Uh, and also no mention of them
1: coming back, I don't think. Well, there's no mention of them coming back, but something interesting happened. I saw Steve walk on stage and, you know, uh, you say he's wearing this the sunglasses, right? Well, you know, anybody who wears sunglasses or, or sunglasses has probably done this at some point. You put the glasses like slightly above your eyes, you know, and then uh, so they're kind of resting on your forehead. Yep. Right, so so Steve when he, Steve walked out, he had him like that, and he all he did is he nodded his head. <laughs> I've seen they, him do that before. And <laughs> he fell down where they re, really should have been on his face, and and sat and he sat down. That was oh, that's I, so great. First time I ever see. I mean, I'm sure he's probably done it before. Uh, I think a lot of people have, but I just to see Steve do that was really funny. <laughs> he's not wearing the sunglasses because it's dark when he's coming back up, walking right, back on right. the stage, and uh, so for him to do that, find out where he was, make sure he was you know, got there safely and throw the sunglasses back down on his head like that was cool. (laughs) Uh, So Al, he talked about,
0: uh, you know, gave some advice to uh, songwriters again as we've seen him do before and talked about how, um, you know, he's going through a bad breakup so he put his resentment into a song and uh, it's really cathartic to put it onto a platinum selling album. That's his advice. (laughs) And I said it works every time. (laughs) Yeah.
1: The song was One More Minute, of course. Um, I do uh, just, I guess this is the first time I've seen One More Minute since uh, Bermuda pointed out uh, or Bermuda posted on his Facebook page um, that uh, the original picture of Al's girlfriend that uh, got ripped up. Yeah, you know, UH UH Jeff mentioned that. I didn't actually look at it. I was going to mention. I I only found out about that because our friend UH Jeff uh, messaged us a couple days back. I guess, uh, or day. Everything's running together. I guess it was a day ago about that. So I just want to point that. And then I noticed uh, this is this is one of those songs that has the uh, the toenail clipping backgrounds (laughs) in it. Well, uh, um, I, I. I forgot about that uh, as I was writing down notes. And, and as I look up, all I see are the giant toenail clippings floating around on stage. And I just maybe cracked up to myself. <laughs> um,
0: I'm on this page. I don't see it. Maybe it's in the uh, that group that maybe. I'm not in. Well, let, well, let's look up later. We'll let's, get get up through later. This, uh,
1: let's get through this um, podcast. For,
0: for when Al says the leeches line and then Jim repeats his leeches, uh, Al... Um, i saw al like kind of look over lovingly at jim Aww. for for, for jim it. saying leeches <laughs> um he said
1: um oh uh you're done with uh yeah go song. ahead go ahead yeah so uh al took a sip of water after um what song did he just play after one more minute and uh <laughs> As he's drinking the water, he's still drinking the water. It's an empty cup. He kind of took it and he smacked it behind his head.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it went flat. He kind of does that um, in most yeah. shows, but uh, I guess his water consumption um, is is different. But that's not something we track. But it it, uh, it's it did a, happen it's tonight. A funny,
1: it was a funny moment. So I wrote it down. Oh, I
0: just I for the people who are actively working on the spreadsheets within the spreadsheets. I didn't want them to be like, okay, right after, uh, one more minute is when he smacked the cup tonight. Well, like, no, if, that's if just... I notice
1: him doing it, I may. It <laughs> okay. <out. So laughs> you can track it if you want to. So um, he not, said, not next... required tracking. It's, it's optional <laughs> tracking.
0: <laughs> he said, uh, you know, it's in, the next song inspired by real advance He talked about after graduating college, uh, he needed a job so he could pay for mac and cheese. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He had a day job working minimum wage and um he said that uh you know, he's working at um Westwood One. Westwood one. Bermuda also worked there yeah. for for a while and, and uh
1: he asked Bermuda, um Well he said he, he Al said that he quit his job uh pretty much immediately after he dropped his first single. And then he Yeah, for, as soon as his first single charted on Billboard. Yeah, and then uh and then he asked Bermuda um Yes, Rita. Uh, how long he worked there? and Rita said, "Well, I'm still there. I gotta be back by midnight." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, okay. We'll get this uh, show wrapped
0: up." Uh, and of course, then we went into uh, dog eat dog, and um, I tried to point this out to you. I don't know if you saw this, but to me, it there it was like it, Al had like some plastic like thing. I kind of like, kinda, like um, on his chest, touching his shirt, hanging down. It looked like a red earbud uh near his collar mm. on his gym side. Um I don't know if he had like his in ears out or I don't know what it was, but um I noticed it for Dog
1: Eat Dog. <laughs> I, um, did, I, I did I uh, did notice him reach up to his ear at one point in the song, so maybe he did. But I didn't notice I you did point that out to me. I didn't see what you saw, but I mean it doesn't mean it didn't you,
0: <laughs> did you see at one point um the accordion kind of uh yes. le- Leaned over and kind
1: of fell. On. Al wasn't playing the accordion for this song, right? Yeah, yeah. The accordion kind of fell. He because Al's animated in this song. He's very animated. Uh, he does all the all the pretty much the doggy dog movements that he does when he's in the big white suit. Except he's sitting down, so he must have either brushed up against the accordion or hit the table. It or just kind of tipped it, it, over. It and just tipped and, over and fell onto his leg, and he just without really even missing a beat, he just stood it back up again. yeah Yeah. He just kept going and the uh, the other thing I wanted to point out was um was uh at the end of the song um he does a rough rough at the end of the song, and I thought that was pretty cool Al makes the the rough rough noise like a dog uh making barking noise I thought that was cool <laughs> because earlier in the show we got cat noises
0: cat noises, dog noises we got it all um tonight and um so after dog eat dog, Al started talking about how he met the various members of the band. Yep. Uh, you know, he talked about meeting Bermuda on the Doctor Demento show. Um, again,
1: he let us know he met Ruben on Grinder. I wish you could have seen <laughs> Ruben where you were sitting because as uh, he's talking about how he met you know Bermuda and going through the story about that, and then he then uh, next he goes and Ruben, you know, and, and all Ruben did is he. He just kind of like walked away, like, "Oh, I'm gonna get something something horrible's gonna happen," and he put his hand <laughs> over his ears, like, like, it's like, "I don't want to hear what Al's gonna say." So I really wish you could have seen Ruben. He was <laughs> That's it hilarious because it was. I, I could see
0: Ruben uh, for a lot of it. I wasn't looking at him at that point. Well, though.
1: I was looking at him, and and because uh, I knew that he was gonna. I was hoping he was gonna say something about Ruben. Yes, he said he met Ruben on Grinder, <laughs> and.
0: Uh, so of course, then then he went into how he met Jim and Steve, yeah. um,
1: appropriately enough uh, in in Las
0: Vegas. Met them in Las Vegas, not Las Vegas proper, right? But at a casino way off the strip, and he said that casino is not there anymore. <laughs> um, it was destroyed so they could make room for more desert. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta wonder how much prep Al does. I don't know. If does he have like a list that he's like maybe or is he just completely making up every night because it's know. always
1: hilarious. Right. So for this one I tweeted and I've been tweet I tweeted this show uh at Elvis Arama, like I've been tweeting every show that I above ground for. Um I could not tweet the the uh underground shows in Pelham live. Uh I wrote I Call this one Dare to be Stupid, the Rundown Las Vegas um, Casino Lounge version. Excellent. Yeah, so he said it was, uh,
0: the lounge um, was even more rundown than the rundown casino. And of course, we uh, we got Dare to be Stupid, the, um, the Cha-Cha edition. Or what, did, what did Al officially called? it? I can't lounge remember. Sure. Lounge slash Cha-Cha. Lounge slash sure, Cha
1: Yeah. Um, <coughs> So, this one, I, I see what you wrote down in your notes, but let me just tell you how I saw this happen. Okay. Uh, is that uh, th- during the song, of course, he plays the, the cowbell. Um, well, all I saw is, uh, is as he's anticipating to, to go, uh, he looked over to see what the cowbell was on the table. And all of a sudden, I saw out of thin air, uh, from behind his back, he produced a drumstick. <laughs> so i was like like a magic trick i was thought it was so awesome like out of thin air this drumstick was in his hand and then he picked up the cowboy off the table and he started playing so, so i i you okay. have more detailed <laughs> notes than i do yeah so I, I saw it al you're gonna um, reveal how this magic trick was done aren't you
0: yeah i'm the masked um podcaster and i'm you you're know. you gonna ruin the illusion other podcasters me. hate me because i reveal the tricks um, yeah, I just, <laughs> I didn't, it wasn't magic to me because I saw Al pick up the drumstick, but then rather than, uh, take it from his left hand to his right hand, I saw him reach behind his back and hand it to his right hand.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's what, ah, you gave away the, it was so much more magical the way I saw it. Um, and then, uh, I did volunteer. You volunteered and there was another volunteer as well.
0: Uh, I believe it was, uh, John Katz. It was John Katz.
1: And both of you volunteered with the same exact hand. Your Our left, left hand, yeah. Um, did you plan that ahead of time? We did not. Wow. <laughs> what are the chances?
0: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. Probably 50-50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you count some of the other weird ways I've raised my hand. Um, I decided for, uh, he does end the song with, Dare to be stupid. Cha-cha-cha. Um, I decided to do a fist pump for mm-hmm. cha-cha-cha. And I say cha-cha-cha loud. Okay, that's acceptable. I say it out loud. Um, so then uh, it was time for the um,
1: rhythm section to leave. Okay, so the rhythm section left. And uh, <clears throat> initially said uh, Jim, but then he said, I mean, John and Steve have to leave uh, yes. to do...
0: Um, Pilates. Yes, Pilates workout. Oh, pardon me for the yawn. It's only 2 mm-hmm. o'clock Good. in the morning, and I do have to work tomorrow. Okay, we're halfway done. We're, uh, almost,
1: <laughs> we're almost done. We're about
0: um, 10% in. You can make it. They wouldn't go on tour unless they could do their yeah. contractually obligated Pilates workout. Um, and then Al said he wanted to dedicate
1: um, the following song. Well, before that, he, he asked Jim if he was ready, and Jim said "Yeah." Oh, thank you for adding that, Dave. I don't know how we could have proceeded. Um,
0: He dedicated (laughs) the following song to Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. (laughs) That was funny. And it, of course, was You Don't Love Me Anymore. You Don't (laughs) Love Me Anymore. Um, After You Don't Love Me Anymore, he said, uh, this next song is going to be very exciting for Viberslap enthusiasts. Yes.
1: (laughs) If you brought your own Viberslap, feel free to join in. And then I didn't see anybody join in. Of course I, I was sitting in the front row. That's so true. That's they, true. Maybe the, maybe the the
0: enthusiasts back, were behind their back. Um, I didn't hear
1: anybody join in.
0: But so after Al sort of introduced the song and was like ready to start, I think Jim was still kind of um getting ready yeah. to start. So there's kind of just like silence. <laughs> like Al didn't yeah, call I, for exactly. any um it wasn't too long. I mean it was, you know, it a spreef, it's a
1: pregnant pause. It was, season. you know, a few seconds. And um, It was like a dead spot at the moment. I was just kind of staring at Jim. (laughs) Waiting for Jim to start. And And Jim said, it goes like this. And then just started playing. It was great. Um, Close, but no cigar.
0: And I don't know if you remember um, the number I got last time, but um, I've talked about for a while, and then I think starting at the Ryman, I counted the number of Vibra Slaps that Al does. Um, So I did that again tonight, and I counted 16. Hmm. That sounds the same to me. I feel like it was like closer to 27 last time. I don't know why. Um, The people listening are like, I just listened to that episode. (laughs) Ethan said this. But, you know, this is weeks ago for us. I have no idea. Um, But 16. I got 16 tonight. Uh, Maybe if he does it again on Friday or Saturday, I can remember 16. (laughs) 16.
1: I'll try to remember that. So what, during one of the vibra slaps, while you were counting, at, at least one of the vibra slaps, I noticed that El sort of lifted up his uh, leg really high as he hit the vibra slap. <laughs> like he was really animated. He just because he's sitting and he lifted up his, uh, I guess it would be his right leg really high in the air. Did you see for the clapping
0: part? Now sometimes I've noticed Steve like kind of try to yeah. clap, but then like he's you know he's got his pick in his hand and so he can't really do it. Well, I specifically saw Steve put the
1: pick. Uh, it is like between his lips so he could clap. Oh, nice. <laughs> I saw Steve clapping, I didn't, he didn't put the pick, yeah. But he's also got to play, yeah, after that, so he, he can't clap the entire time.
0: <laughs> then, after oh. close but no, cigar uh, Al said that they can't get away playing in Las Vegas without drum solo, and, and uh, Bermuda gave us our a, first
1: solo of the evening, by the way.
0: Our first official solo of the evening, Um, unless you count the Buddy Rich solo, which was or if you count the non-mentioned harpsichord harpsichord solo, Um, which I
1: don't count either.
0: (laughs) So um, it was a Uh, one-hit. John Pierre Schwartz, let him hear it. uh, Al said, and then Jim was still not ready. (laughs) He said, "I said I think Jim is still tuning. So how about a." Drum solo reprise. And we got um, twice as long of a drum solo. Yeah, three times as long. Oh, I only heard two hits. Well, should have been sitting where I was sitting because I heard three. <laughs> Maybe it was an echo. <laughs> um, and then, of course, um, we all know when Dave hears three hits and I hear two hits, that means Al's about to
1: play good old days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to mention, I don't know if this is the first time... Uh, that uh, we've had a drum solo followed immediately by a drum solo reprise, at least on this tour. It's the first time I
0: recall. Yeah. I could be proven wrong by looking at Brad's spreadsheet. <laughs> <It> could <be. laughs> But uh, based on my memory, yes. Um, so good we heard babies. Good Old Days.
1: Yep. It's always, always a blast. Um, Al picked up his accordion again after Good Old Days, loud cheers, and he said, There's only 200 days left until Christmas. And it was kind of in a festive mood. I wrote... Th- and
0: uh, He said he wrote this song in uh, 1986. 1986. And he says, luckily for me, it just gets more topical every year.
1: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, was Christmas at Ground Zero. And I'll tell you, this is the... F- First time in a in a while I've heard Christmas at Ground Zero, so it was really nice to get to hear that song.
0: Tonight. Yeah, I feel like we, we, um, we we've been to a lot of it's been a yeah Night F- Santa
1: went crazy uh, heavy yeah. song heavy songs uh, shows we've been to. Um,
0: and then I've I've sort of noticed it before, but it was like it was very you know you were commenting how the lights were just you know over the top excellent tonight. Um, the the lighting for for this song has half of Al's face. Completely red and half completely green, and the division between red and green was like perfectly down the center oh, of Al's. I'm Alice's so face. glad
1: you noticed that because I it was I, incredible. I noticed that too. I didn't write it down, but I noticed that too. And I and I just I, I loved that effect on Al's face. It was, I, I was really cool. I was like I was like, did I just never notice this before? Or or is this like just happened to be perfect? I've noticed eating? I've
0: noticed that before, but it's never been quite as vibrant yeah. um as it was tonight. Uh, So Al Al said uh, a lot of people, he held up his accordion, a lot of people think this is an accordion. Yeah. But it's actually a handheld pipe organ.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which was awesome because he immediately started playing it, and as soon as he started playing it, I knew what the song was. Yep, yep. And I just, I went crazy. I know Aaron sitting next to me went crazy. You were going crazy. Yeah. John Cass was going crazy. (laughs) I couldn't see Anna, but I'm sure she was going crazy. We knew what that meant. We knew. We knew it was Nature Child to Hell. Yes. And, oh my God! This was perhaps the the best version of Nature Child to Hell I've seen. Uh, the lights on it were incredible. The fog coming out off the side was just the right amount of, of fog. Uh, the musically, it sounded awesome. It just, I, I think our so, intern Frank might need to g- uh, get some music ready soon. Uh, because, uh, I'll tell you, I man, this this was such a great, great, great song. Uh, do you have more to say about it? I do. Okay, um, well, let's, why don't you say it
0: about it? Uh, I, I noticed, uh, so <laughs> Al kind of has like a pipe, or it, it's not a called out one, but Al kind of does like the pipe organ solo, and I saw him like kind of like, his mouth was open. His eyes are like uh, squinting. So he's like really, like yeah. you know, like really into his, it. His facial expression. And is then, awesome. but it's then like... it went to um, the ratchet. Did you notice his face during the ratchet? Yes, I so did. So during wrote that the down ratchet too. part, Al made the craziest, silliest uh, serial killer-looking smiled face. Um, I hadn't noticed him doing that in previous no, shows. I didn't either. But it was a really over-the-top, hilarious, hilarious face. Oh, I was like... laughing out loud. I, I, It was just, it was so excellent. I was really into the ratchet and yeah. making it creepy and
1: scary, and it was, yeah. And the part that I just don't, don't know the name, I don't know if this is cyclotron at all, but the ending part with the do 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 I always call that yeah. the cyclotron part because I don't know what else to call it. Uh that part was amazing. just just everything about this song was so perfect. the lighting, the fog, the, the, the visuals of Al's face like during the ratchet and the rest of the song the uh, the part where he does the creepy little little laugh in the middle and Steve joins in and everything. This this, this, this in turn Frank, get ready. This is Dave's pick of the night. It's Dave's pick of the night. Love this song. Loved hearing it. I was so happy I got to hear it. It was a great song. Yeah, I don't know if I... I don't really pick
0: songs of the night usually, but um, those probably would be mine too if I picked a song of the night. Mm. Um, It was, yeah, it was just excellent. you know, Al's (laughs) extra, you know, (laughs) the extra layer of Al doing silly faces on top of an incredible performance. It's just... Hard to beat. Um,
1: yeah. So next he said, "We're nearing the end of the show, and I booed everybody. I, yeah, people booed. Oh, oh, boo, boo." And he says, "You know how the passage of time works, <laughs> <laughs> says, but I'll tell you a story." And uh, yeah, it was a story and about yeah. Good. I didn't take notes on on what he said. Oh. Um. Oh, he just it said, was pretty it was standard. Such, yeah, it was a pretty standard there story about nothing, how France how uh. Francis, oh, somebody yelled out. Um, somebody yelled out Francis A Johnson or something. Or yelled out. No, Francis. he
0: said Francis A Johnson, and someone wooed.
1: Yeah, someone wooed, and then he said thank you. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> um, I believe it was uh, one of our our friends in the front, and um, I was uh, tonight. I was wearing for the first time my Jerry's Bait Shop shirt, and. Um, so I I did not get to wear my <laughs> Jerry's Beach Shop shirt on an Albuquerque night, but I was thinking during this song about how um, John Katz has his Discover Darwin shirt. Yes. So
1: how perfect that perfect uh, he gets to God. hear yeah. um, hear this song tonight. Uh, I guess if we're talking about shirts, I was wearing my Dare to Be Stupid shirt from the, uh, from the Fort Lauderdale yeah uh, um, Saint Augustine. I'm sorry Saint Augustine uh, show back. The in... The strings, strings attached VIP 2019. Uh, so I got to hear my shirt that I was wearing dare to be stupid
0: no you didn't hear dare to be stupid you hear <laughs> dare to be stupid uh, Las Vegas
1: Casino <laughs> lounge whatever you tweeted um, but uh <laughs> I, I didn't a- uh, I didn't ask specifically ask uh, Aaron about this song but the way that she was dancing in her seat and and freaking out about this song my guess this would be Eric's pick of, Aaron's pick of the night pick
0: of the night. <laughs> um, I just, I, I don't know. I had a weird thought, um, uh, to, <laughs> tonight during the song, you know, Al mentions, you know, the time in during right. this, the song a few times. And he also mentions exit 50 miles. Yeah. So I was thinking if someone wanted to, and I'm sure someone has already done this, you could figure out how fast he's driving you on can. average. Um, to get fifty miles uh, okay. between those two times, I
1: feel like somebody's done all that analysis. I'm that sure exactly someone something? has. I remember reading. something. I remember reading something about uh, that on that on a World of Weird Al Yankovic forum. I remember somebody posting something <laughs> to that effect, where they, there used to be a, a one of my favorite threads on that that board it used to be a, a thread called like overanalyze this, and it would be people doing exactly what you just. I said, love that. I love a that. lyric in the song. Like somebody would say. Um, Somebody went through uh and, and figured out uh, like in trapped in the drive through you know um, uh, how much each you know piece cost you know uh, <laughs> you know and, and, and oh which, I love which that po- you know how much each uh which item that they ordered in the drive through cost and uh and you know ha- you know based on how much change he had you know if, and, if
0: anyone listening and, like feels inclined to do that kind of stuff,
1: I would love to hear about that stuff. <laughs> and you know and do things like try to figure out like which southern california uh um, eatery you know fast food eatery <laughs> has those had, prices had, had those prices or were close to those prices to try to figure out which which drive through I feel
0: like we trip. could do a whole inch episode oh, of people people sharing their uh, I obsessive I would love to do I would
1: love to do I've been wanting to do that for 3 years.
0: Yeah, so um yeah, if, if someone has has some of that ready to go, or you want to do some of your own custom work, oh, I love uh, yeah, let Frank just be, be a lot
1: of work, but we, we could do one of those.
0: Yeah, I don't work. suggest us doing the work. I suggest <laughs> somebody our, else do the some of our, our listeners who who have uh, free time on their hands do some of that work. Let a, let Frank know about it, and we'll uh, put something together eventually. Um, I also just had the random thought about how the two closers that we've seen so far this tour are both about either a city or a state. Um, biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota or Albuquerque. I hmm. thought that was kind of interesting because there's not a whole lot of Al songs that are you know have a city name
1: or state in it. Um, interesting. Anyway. But technically, they're both about cities because the Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota is about Darwin, Minnesota. But he doesn't mention Darwin in the title, but it's implied. Um...
0: So it was great. We, uh, you know, of course, there's a standing ovation, which, um, yep. The uh, instead of leaving the stage, Al and the band stayed on stage, and it was um, one of the the lesser eventful ones. There was there's a lot less going on than normal. It was more just what you'd expect they actually do <laughs> uh, <laughs> during an encore. Just a lot of.
1: Hanging out, standing around. I just yeah. saw Jim kind of sitting down, drinking some water. Yeah, Jim you know. was drinking water. <laughs> Ruben, uh, I think Ruben was sitting down. Bermuda was standing off to the side, just standing, staring at something. He
0: was at one point. Bermuda was cleaning his glasses yeah. on his shirt. Um, and then Steve yeah, people and were just
1: kind of patiently and standing and around. Al we're just kind of standing off the side. I think yeah. at
0: one point Steve went over to Al, and you know we've seen in the past Steve kind of instigates, "Hey, we should go do an encore," uh, so Al. Uh, tonight, kind of like brushed Steve off, like no, 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 and he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> but then they decided to do the
1: um, uh, encore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that also train yeah. of thought. Um, yeah, he kind of said, "said uh, you know we don't usually do this. Is an audience part- participation. Um, I'm gonna let the audience decide." So everyone yeah.
0: yell out at the same time. I yelled out. My request was. David Ethan's 2000s Weirdo
1: Podcast Theme Song. Yes, very long title. I yelled this exact, exact same thing. <laughs> we were in the front row center, so you think he would have heard us. But he said it was he, a pretty unanimous. Uh, well, two people analysis. said at least two people. He said, said almost. He said almost unanimous. Okay. He didn't say it was unanimous. He said almost unanimous. Okay. He okay. says. And he turned to Jim. He said, "Do you know this one, Jim?" And uh, Jim said, "Yeah, he did." You know. And he Jim said, uh, said, "We'll give it a shot." We'll give it a shot. You know. Yeah. Um, and this was interesting. Uh, the as songs, soon as they started, I was like... like I've heard this song
0: before <laughs> on this tour very recently. I couldn't remember when. I was like, I definitely heard this like in May at some point. Like, almost a week or two ago. <laughs> yeah, we looked it up, and it it happened well, on oops, May 27th. Yes. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, May 27th, when we were in Pelham, the first show in the caves. Uh, the song was Do I Diddy. Uh, the, I think this is the first repeat song... Um, cover song that he's done on the tour uh, yeah it's it's uh it's by manford Mann. Yep, Manfred
0: Mann. Uh, do what did he do a did he yeah yeah um i was surprised to hear it uh, so quickly i think we knew that songs were going to be repeated i right. think that's something that um either ruben or bermuda someone told us on on an episode yeah, um yeah. so but <laughs> i was definitely surprised that it was just you know so quickly repeated, yeah. um,
1: I mean, it, and I'm also break.
0: surprised that of if a song is
1: going to be repeated of the covers that I would hear both of them. So <laughs> no, I, I was that was surprising. surprised. Like I'm like, like, like why wow, I can't believe I heard this song before, and I can't believe uh, I heard it, like recently, obviously, and, right. <laughs> and well, but I mean, you know, Al or Bermuda Al. You know they—they they never said they would never repeat uh, cover songs. This is a great song. I, I enjoyed hearing it. Everybody was singing along. Oh, it's to so it. fun! because I the was the audience. Along I to was it. too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, just such a fun Diddy's an awesome high energy song. Yeah, but it's just—it was a surprise. I—you know—I didn't expect it to happen this soon in the tour. Now I guess maybe Al was thinking, well, we just played this in Tennessee, and I'm in. Nevada. I mean, the chances of (laughs) of somebody being there at both shows, uh, and hearing these both nights. Well, there were at least three people who were at both those shows. There were. (laughs) Al should know that. No. In uh,
0: the front row, within like five seats of each other, were three people
1: who just heard that song. But Um, anyway, it was, it it was, so, so the answer to the question is, will Al repeat songs? Yes, because he did. Um, and, uh, is will, will he go through all the songs um, that he intends to play and repeat songs? I guess that's to be determined. And it, yeah, I guess it's all but, the, uh,
0: there's a lot of questions. That, you know, has he have they played all the songs that they're going to do yeah. and now they're just going to start repeating them? The, you know, is this, um, you know, like Dave, you said, was this Alice thinking, well, I just did it in
1: it's fresh, cause, it, cause it or, fresh in my, it's fresh in our, our, uh, you know, the, you know, these are songs they play every single night, so you know they have to learn them. You know, the, the day before, if you're going to repeat the, it, why not do it closer it? My, yeah, to it? Let's repeat it, and we're far enough away that you know, reasonably, other than the uh hooligans in the front row. Uh, <laughs> well, the, uh,
0: the other thing I, I was thinking uh, about is I don't, you know, the I don't know who's I think Ruben told us that. Um, when they do soundcheck, what they do is they play that night's uh, cover song and the next night's cover song. So it gives them a little extra practice. And I was wondering if if perhaps um, it was a little, you know, this is a potential explanation. Maybe, you know, it's a little tougher to do soundcheck with Bermuda or uh, with Invisible Jim, um, you know, having COVID. You know, I'm sure, you know, Jim... Dealing with COVID is, you know, he's not, you know, well enough to just do everything he normally does. So I'm sure it takes a lot out of him doing the show. So maybe he wasn't able to rehearse the songs and they're like, well, we just did do I did. Let's do it again. Um, but I also just, you know, my impression, I don't know if Al said this, but I always just assume that Al did all of the set list back in like yeah, this <laughs> August of 2021 or maybe even soon, you know,
1: earlier, <laughs> I feel like everything has already been set in stone. Um, yeah, that was, that was my impression, I guess, talking to Bermuda on one of our episodes is that he said out, Al, Al's already written out all the set lists. He knows he's got them all done already. Yeah. So, uh, that was my impression. I mean, that doesn't mean he couldn't change them. and doesn't mean that they're not, you know, malleable. Up, <laughs> yeah. Up until he performs the song on, on stage, I guess, really. Uh, so yeah, but it was cool. So this is the first that I'm aware of—the first time he's repeated on the same tour uh, cover song—and uh, this is uh, yeah. cool, it, interesting. It, of enough, the songs to repeat, I'm happy. You know, I'm happy with it. it. It's, a it a it's a good song. Great song to hear again, and uh, just coincidence that we were at both of the shows and yeah. he played
0: it. Now I didn't fully get to write down um, what Al said, but Al. Was sort of joking around. He's like, you know, if you didn't like what you heard tonight, please don't come back Friday and right. Saturday because it'll be the same show but different. It's yeah. different, but the, like he kept saying it, and he was cracking himself up. Right. <laughs> it was like hard for him to get through because it was. That <laughs> was just so silly tonight. It was yeah, really, it was...
1: it was really funny to see that. Yep. So the, the last song of the evening, the unplugged medley: Amish Paradise, Smells Like Nirvana, White and Nerdy, Word Crimes, Yoda, and Yoda Chant. And um, while they were doing the Yoda chant,
0: I had the thought, when Jim was Invisible Jim, it, it, do you think he was doing all of the choreography? Or do you think he was just doing his vocal parts back in the hermetically sealed? Uh, Excellent <laughs> What's your question. guess? Excellent question. We got to ask, you know we can we can ask Jim at some point. We'll, I'm sure we'll see him at some point in the next few months. We can ask him, but before we have this answer, Dave, do you want to take a guess
1: and um, put out the, the, what you think? He, well, well I'll, I'll say the visual of Jim sitting in his underwear doing a yoga chant, <laughs> where no one can see him, is so funny to me that I hope that is the answer. In reality, I think he's just doing the the vocals. And he's probably wearing clothes, but 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 just I hope I hope I'm wrong, and I hope the answer is that he was sitting in his underwear doing the
0: well, Yoda Well, sometimes you know when people are invisible, they have to take their clothes off to be invisible. So maybe, <laughs> or they could put on a
1: a, a a yellow rain poncho. That's true. That's true. That's um, another way to become invisible. Apparently, as we learned earlier
0: today. Um the show ended at ten thirty. Yep. And um ten thirty on the dot. Ten thirty on the dot. So that's um I've actually never for all the shows we've been to, I've never actually like tried to calculate how long El set was. Um but I suppose it's kinda easy to do. Uh it's just under two hours it's two hours less eighteen minutes, so whatever that is, (laughs) it's too late for me to do Hour forty (laughs) two Somebody could calculate it. Just hour forty two, um, and uh, it was great. It was just such a fun show, and
1: yeah. our seats were great. You know, having friends all around us was awesome. Yeah. So after the show, uh, yeah, it was a great show. I, I'll tell you that that out of th- this is a this is definitely a top show for me. Just everything about it, just our, where we were sitting, the the visual. I mean, the uh, yeah, just. Just the view we had of the stage and everybody on the stage, the incredible lighting, the sound, just the venue itself, uh, just, you know, everything about the set list was awesome. Uh, just everything about this show is is, is puts in a... a the top uh, tier of shows I've seen on this tour so far. It's Dave's <laughs> pick of the tour. <laughs> well, I don't know about that but so it's, far. It's definitely up there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so after the show, um they did uh they did clear out the theater very quickly. Um I know we were trying to chat with uh with Aaron Brad um Aaron John, comma Brad Aaron comma Brad comma John comma Anna after the show but they basically were very quick in getting people out <laughs> yeah uh, and in fact uh, so we we got out and the, we did briefly chat with uh, Aaron and Brad out in the the lobby area for a couple minutes uh, but Aaron said we've been up since 2 am um, <laughs> Las Vegas time so we're like just want to go back to sleep so Head back, uh, and we
0: gave her a pass. It's not called Las Vegas time, of course. It is called Hollywood Star time, but uh, we gave her a pass because she's been up so long. Yeah, Uh, and we we saw Steve briefly.
1: Oh yeah, we did. Steve was
0: was exiting and uh, stopped and talked to us for a few
1: minutes. Yeah, Steve J. Yep, Steve J. What a guy. What a guy. And I guess uh, the only other thing I want to report is uh, just for people keeping track: um, zero, zero. Count them: zero mentions. Zero. 0.0 mentions of red rumped agoutis. What a shame. Well, I'm not giving up hope, but uh, at some point, hopefully, we will hear red rumped agouti. There wasn't too much. uh, Well, Dave, uh, if I'm retiring shouting out
0: El Maestro, what if you start shouting out red rumped (laughs) agouti? That's a possibility. That's that's an Ethan suggestion I, I think. think.
1: That, that's uh, Frank is behind on. <laughs> Frank should have been, had that one queued up because that was a pretty good it's Ethan. Ethan
0: suggestions.
1: That was a very good Ethan suggestion. <laughs> I like that. one. I, I may take that into uh, account if you don't if you if you retire. Uh, El Maestro, then uh, I may uh, start yelling "Red Rump the Goody" at the appropriate time until. <laughs> Al tells us he hates that as much as he hates Nazis.
0: (laughs) Hopefully Al can tell us where it falls on the El Maestro to Nazi
1: scale. (laughs) Indeed. All right. So uh, our next show is again here in Las Vegas on Friday uh, at the Venetian Theater, appropriately enough. In the exact same seats where we were sitting.
0: Yeah, I, and maybe, I think it's a good idea. We should switch we should seats, seats? All right. uh, to give ourselves a, a brand new look <laughs> on so perspective. We don't want to see the exact same concert to so
1: compare, <laughs> c- compare it to. Well, we'll decide on uh, we'll when We'll figure get there it out. On Friday. <laughs>
0: That was Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Ridiculously self-indulgent. Bonus episode, 18 centimeter.
1: Do I diddy-diddy rumpt to goody